and welcome to the Suspense is Killing Us podcast. My name is Emily Sodbeck. Travis Vogt. Vogt? <laughs> That's technically how it's pronounced. Come on, Vogt. Really? Let your body no. move to the music. <laughs> uh, my name's Matt Lynch. Hi. Matt Lynch. Hi, everybody. Matt Lunch. <laughs> that yeah. actually happened to me once. I know. <laughs> Somebody was like, lunch? <laughs> Someone was hungry Gold? when they were editing Nobody. that article. <laughs> Some long-eared galoot. <laughs> Some funkin' garble. Some funkin' garbles. Slack-jawed yokel? Funkin' wagnall. A slack-jawed yokel, yeah. Is it a funkin' wagnall? <laughs> it's a slack-jawed yokel. Uh, <laughs> we were just talking about sharting uh, before we started rolling. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as as one does... Sharting or starkies? This some, is- some people do, like, unique New York and Mimi Mamo or whatever, and we just talk about sharting. <laughs> Mimi Mamo? Mimi Mamo, Mimi Mamo. Jesus, <laughs> Teasing them, starving them, singing off key. <laughs> yeah. That's how we get warmed up. Uh, it's an improv trick. It's the last episode of the year, guys. Oh, yeah. How we feeling? We feeling loose? How was 2023 for you guys? Mm. <laughs> it was good. I, it was pretty good. Um, And then it was kind of met. And now I'm just kind of like, huh? It's riding the wave. Yeah. Wow, perfect. I feel yeah. like it was a net positive year for me. Nice. Yeah. I feel like I, yeah, I'm not. I'm ready for 2024 to, to be good. I think it's going to be good. I would have I would have put this one even like because the last year was really good uh, and I would have put this one even a notch above but then I got wow. fucking COVID oh yeah and I really didn't right. like that and then my girlfriend got COVID yeah. and I really didn't like that either so <laughs> uh, with that if it hadn't been for COVID I would have won but but yeah. COVID robbed it of me this is a pretty good year um I lost my job though so yeah. like, that's not good at all that would be kind of funny yeah, like the like, moment Whoa. that it happens I'm so sorry we have to let you go oh well. that's not the reaction we were expecting I don't recall saying good luck but overall solid good year solid year I'm fine we're still here we're watching movies we're all still friends and not enemies. As far as the greater world is concerned, things couldn't be better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> things are really great out there. <laughs> things are really humming along. The world is cooking right now, everybody. It's fucking broiling. Absolutely. The world is eating. It ate it's and eating. left no crumbs. <laughs> the world ate in 2023. Slay world. <laughs> Slay. <laughs> Slay world. <laughs> for sure. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Anybody, yeah. Got, anybody got any fun plans for, uh, for New Year's? Well, it's about to be my birthday. That's right. That's right. Is your birthday is on Christmas? Is it is right? on Christmas. That's crazy. Yes, 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 Christmas yes, baby. Yes, 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 yes. So it's just a crazy fucking blowout for you. Yeah. You're gonna rent a Zeppelin or something like that. No. No. Oh. Yeah, that was like the that was like the highest the most level of opulence I could think of is renting, uh, renting a Zeppelin. I mean, yeah. No, buying a Zeppelin. Would You're be gonna the knock a Ferris of wheel off its spokes and, and ride, ride it. it. <laughs> <laughs> at it. You can. That's the only way to fully celebrate a birthday Christmas in one day, sort of thing. Is riding in. I'm like l- riding an escaped Ferris wheel. <laughs> yeah. Havoc. Havoc and war. Killing thousands of people. Just running on it like a fucking hamster wheel. <laughs> it's what the fuck is going on? It's my birthday and it's Christmas. <laughs> oh, carry on. Talk on. about eating. Wow. <laughs> you would be eating if she you did really that. ate on that fer- on that loose Ferris wheel. Yes. Well, Slay. So, so Slay gonna ride a loose Ferris You've wheel. You've yassified yeah. that Ferris wheel. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Period. Uh, holidays, huh? The holidays make them? me think of one thing in particular. Oh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Has he ever played Santa? 
I hope. I hope so. I mean, he probably in his. No, family. he was dressed as Santa Claus in a movie that we did. That's last, on the last Burt episode. And Ren- he's he, in he Red like Cop. Punches Wait, a guy in the face is he dressed, dressed as Santa. Santa in yeah. Yes. He's a, he's a Santa because he's a loser. He's well, been... then we're going to have to definitely use that image, even though that's not one of the movies we're talking about. No. But, you know. We will have to use that image. He's been fired as, as from his job as being a good cop. For for being a, for being a good cop, you guys, I might add. I accidentally I was trying to type Burt Reynolds and I accidentally typed Butt Reynolds. Oh my <laughs> god, no, Butt Reynolds! Oh, he was in an uh, an episode, an ad, um, edition uh, of Playgirl as Santa Claus. Yes, oh, and I bet. Have you and the inside. Emily? Have you ever looked at the Cosmopolitan uh, centerfold of Burt Reynolds? The I famous think that was one, Playgirl yeah. too. Oh, it was Playgirl. I thought yeah. it was Cosmo. I don't know. It wasn't Cosmo. They wouldn't do that. I think that that's exactly why they did it. Oh. Well, well now I just want to see Burt Reynolds. But maybe it was Playgirl. Snow- that's probably as correct. As a snowman? Oh, my God. Where's my brain? Burt Reynolds. Anyhow, <laughs> if you remember. up uh, 70s softcore porn pics of How uh, many Burt times Reynolds. have I been on this podcast where I've just been looking up nude photos of the of Burt Reynolds, specifically. About. Why don't you uh, <laughs> look at my body? Why don't you uh, look at my Enjoy body? my body. What kind of car do you think this guy drives? This girl, Santa. <laughs> uh... So, yes, if you remember earlier this fine year, we did an episode called I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. It was a great episode. <laughs> it is a great episode. I still, this title still stings. I love the title. I mean. Mostly because it was my idea. Yes. Well, I'm going to use the other title that I didn't like for this one because that's what we do for Bert uh, episodes. Yes. This one's going to be called Burton for a Squirtin'. Yes. I'm, Caged, so, I'm so sorry. Yes. Caged Bert 2, Burton for a Squirtin'. It's just Burton for a Squirtin'. It's already long enough. But uh, we're, we're doing Burton for I don't know what it means. But it's but you this don't? episode is burdened for I mean I do but I don't know how it like fact you know it's a it feeling okay the it's only a vibe. the only it's thing, a vibe the only thing that's <laughs> that's bad about using this title is that if we were to ever do a Tim Burton episode we could not reuse it oh, or a, a Richard Burton episode oh fuck anyhow so we got three more Burt Reynolds masterpieces and three very good movies well, <laughs> well that. So not certainly quite very true. Potent movies. They're yeah. they're, they're feckend. all potent. Feckend. I think if you're gonna say they're all feckend, I have to agree with what you. What is feckend? Feckend means like fertile. You know, yes, fertile. Ew. Uh, food for thought. Uh, Yuck. So we've got 1981's Sharky's Machine. Well, that's a that's kind of a classic. A great film. Uh, 1987's Malone. <laughs> kind of a, <laughs> a, a ridiculously entertaining piece of garbage. Yeah, kind of a bomb at the time, but a, but actually a classic. It turns yes. out. And 1996's The Maddening, which, which is, I don't think any of nobody's, us saw coming. Nobody's which is maddening in itself. <laughs> no, but I no, it's not a, not what I would call a good movie. But I was incredibly fascinated by watching it. It was fun to watch. Yeah. yeah, I watched it with the, uh, I think everybody in the office, and we all. I don't. Like, I don't think anybody liked it, but it this? was all just sort of like we had experienced something. It's nothing afterwards. that you could have seen coming. That's we were. For sure. We were all. I think we were all a little bit uh, distraught after watching it. <laughs> just a little <laughs> bit, kind of like it certainly pitched very high. Fuck the what the fuck. But let's dive in. Yeah. To Spe- speaking of pitched very high, mm. <laughs> surprisingly, to 1981's Sharky's. Machine. Directed by the man himself. Orion Pictures presents Burt Reynolds in Sharky's Machine. If you don't get out now, I'm going to have to call the police. I am the police. Sharky. Vice. 
They were just street cops until they teamed up with Sharky and became Sharky's Machine. Seven ladies. One's got her hooks into Hodgkins, and that's the one the department won't let us touch on. Doesn't that tell you anything? A thousand bucks a night. Is that right? Is that what they get? I want to watch you. Found the clock. Who? Domino with an E. Domino. It's a waste. You busting hookers. The last casualty they had in Vice was a suicide. Starring and directed by, by Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. I love this movie. I've seen it a bunch. It's one of my favorite movies from the period. Yeah. I think that Burt Reynolds is actually a pretty good director. I think so, too. Um, he's, he's got a surprising amount of uh, personality as a director. He directed four <laughs> movies, and they're all good. Do you, do you know them all offhand? Uh, there's this. There's Gator, which is the sequel oh, to White Gator, Lightning, which Gator's I love. Good. Yep. Uh, there's The End with uh, um, Dom, Dom DeLuise. Yeah. And it. then there's one more, and I can't remember what it is right now. Uh, it'll come to me. Yeah. it's I, I saw The Sharky's Machine is the first uh, Burt Reynolds-directed movie that I ever saw. And again, I've, we talked about it on the last episode, but what is is up with Burt Reynolds? Like He's, mm. he's a guy <laughs> who you think you know what his deal is. And then and then he'll surprise you. He, he will. And I think the only thing you can compare him to is like a Stallone, where you're like, you, I know who this yeah. guy is. I know what his deal is. And, and then, then you don't. And then if you've never, and then you watch, you know, say you you came became familiar with him in the '80s. Yeah. And then you watch Rocky, and you're like, he fucking wrote that. Yeah. And he's like really good in it, and it's like a fucking five star master. What the hell yeah. is with this guy? Yeah. <laughs> like Burt Reynolds is him? the same. Where you're just like, yeah, <clears throat> laconic, like kind of man's man, but surprisingly soulful. And then he, and then I you watch so. Sharky's Machine, and he directed it, and you're like, this movie's got like weird, weirdly emotional, mm-hmm. and like we, and just bizarre humor, and it's kind of experimental in ways. <laughs> you're like, Burt Reynolds is kind of an artist. Mm. What the fuck? It's phenomenally What's violent movie too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, and, it, and it's got all the stuff too. Yeah. It's also got the, the things that you would think from a Burt Reynolds action movie called <clears throat> Sharky's Machine. Yeah, you know, chaotic jazz and ninjas. Ninjas. My, uh, my. Uh... <laughs> My favorite thing in this movie will always be Henry Silva. Oh, Henry! It's the it's the the Henry Silva yeah. performance. I'd have to say. Um, I think that this movie is like his Vertigo, Burt Reynolds. Vertigo. Absolutely, it's totally his riff on Vertigo. Of course, it is. intentionally or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Stakeout. I was going to say, but that came after this, of no. course. Well, Stakeout could only hope to be it. A pimple on the ass of Sharky's machine. Ew, we could do uh, Stakeout someday too. You know, we could do Stakeout, stakeout and another hundred percent in our fucking. Oh, it's terrible, though. Stakeout? I haven't seen it since I was a kid. The second one's much worse, but the first one, eh, it's not very good. They brought on Rosie O'Donnell and it was worse? Oh, my God. How could they? Get the fuck out of here. But yes, this is is still uh, still a Mm -hmm. hyper-violent, kind of like queasily romantic movie at times. Um, But then it's got Charles Durning. I'm a huge, huge Durning fan. So, like, this movie has me. I don't think I like it as much as... I don't think I like this movie as much as you do. There's just too much kind of like, it's too fucking weird and sloppy in some ways. But That's exactly it, what I think is so great about it. Absolutely. But I mean, That's any, a movie, any movie that gives uh, Charles Durning this much fun stuff to do, I have to like it. Charles Durning as Alec Baldwin in The Departed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's the Alec Baldwin in The Departed role. He's, it's, it's, it's. it's Meta, it's almost meta comedy because he is, they're doing a kind of jokey version of the yelly captain guy. Yes. And he's making a lot of hay out of it. Mm-hmm. And if there's one thing Durning can do, it's yell a bunch. Amazing. And eat. Amazing. We watched a series of uh, movies that came out uh, after Boogie Nights called the Hard Times Trilogy. Oh, yeah. You know, when, when he could do anything that he wanted with his career after Boogie Nights, and he was like, I'm going to do three made for TV movies where I play a cool guy. One of them is a Universal <laughs> Soldier sequel. Yes. 
<laughs> and Charles Durning's constantly eating all the time in it because he's like, I need a fat guy. And he doesn't slap him at any point. Like Charles Durning has like no slapping. No, you're not, I'm not Dom DeLuise, okay? Yeah, I'm not the clown friend. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, exactly. But he's. A, but I, I always like to point out whenever we're talking Durning that Durning is, um, you know, funny. He's got mm-hmm. a funny voice. He's a fat guy. Uh, he plays fat, funny guys in movies. From like, you might even say he's, like, he's really durning out on it. Yeah, from like high quality, he's like the cop in Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah, like prestige as hell to just silly bullshit. Yes, uh, and he, I also like to point out that he did fight at the Battle of the Bulge <laughs> and won on like a silver cross. Damn. He is a war hero. He probably ate a German soldier <laughs> to stay alive. I have no idea how many dozens of Huns he killed, <laughs> but. <laughs> He is a fucking the Burt shit Reynolds, that Charles Burt Durning Reynolds. You're not gonna slap me. I killed Nazis. Yeah, purple. He's got a uh, purple heart. He's got <clears> all. He's got so many accolades. Durning was actually the, the guy that figured out that the Germans were using English-speaking troops. Yes, Durning. And now he's like, they called, they called it the Durning effect. Yes, I love it. <clears throat> I love that, that there was a period of time where, like you in like like the you'd watch a movie from the like, 1967 or whatever, and you're like, that guy's famous for playing the farting cowboy. <laughs> He's like, ha, I'm the farting cowboy, and then you find out that he was like, you know, like rescued an entire Dutch village or something. He's like, like he's like De Niro and the Irishman, where he's like, yeah, I used to make guys dig their own graves, and I always wondered why they just kept digging. <laughs> now I make my living farting directly into the camera. <laughs> So weird. Oh, boy. But anyways, uh, Sharky's machine. <laughs> so Sharky is a tough cop who plays by his own rules. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> and he has a group of guys that are his guys, his machine, if you will. Sure. And it's Wild. Bernie Casey, <laughs> Brian Keith, who plays Papa. I like he's called Papa. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, a guy named, uh, what's his name? Hold on, I'm looking it up. Richard Libertini, who plays Nosh. Hell yeah. Uh, and uh, they, they, uh, they're like doing a bust. They're narcotics cops. And the bust goes wrong, right? Just so you know, the movie opens with the song Street Oh, Street Life, Life by ja- oh, from Jackie Brown. Oh, it's such a good intro. He's like walking yep. the train tracks while yeah. that's playing. Yep. From Jackie Brown. I love that song. <clears throat> I think it's obviously safe to say that Tarantino's probably a fan of this movie. I would be surprised if he was not. Yes. The, movie, the whole movie soundtrack is bananas and great. Mm-hmm. So, and again, like, yeah. like so many details about this movie are surprising. <laughs> There's lots of great like jazz. There's lots of yeah. jazz happening. Oh, because... The person who did the music for this movie is none other than Doc Severinsen. Yep. Who did the music for The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson oh, for nice. 30 right. fucking years. Oh, good for him. And, of course, uh, Burt Reynolds is one of Johnny Carson's, like, three friends. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Carson had, like, very few friends, and Burt Reynolds is one of them. They, like, hung out and shit. So he's like, hey, uh, Johnny, can I uh, <clears throat> borrow Doc for a movie? <laughs> uh, sure. Oh, sure. I'll just Doc, get out of his cage. Doc, go with Burt. <laughs> go with Burt, Doc. Make some him. of your funny, make some of your fun jazzy sounds. J- Johnny just drove Doc up to Bert's house and like let him out the door and drove away. <laughs> run, Doc, run! <laughs> you freed out. Go on, get. That's what happened to Paul Schaefer after David Letterman retired. <laughs> <laughs> just, they just drove him out into the woods. <laughs> ah, yeah, ah, ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, oh boy. <clears throat> Anyhow, and, well, but, they're on this undercover bus. Yes, you go. And uh, Sharky. Uh, <laughs> Who, by the way, says his own name an alarming amount of yeah. times. Oh, yeah, the drinking game where you, if you, whenever you hear the word Sharky, you die. We don't forget it. We you don't die. forget it. It's almost as good game. as in the, the Clint Eastwood movie, The Gauntlet, where his, his character's name is Ben Shockley. And, like... That's such a cool name, and thank God because they say it a million times. Well, I was going to say, just when, you have, it, when yeah. you have a cool name like that, it, people are like, well, we got to fucking say, say it. We can't just let this name go to waste. What do you think his first name is? 
Shockley? Aloysius Sharky. Oh, Sharky? Uh, you never find out. It's just Sharky. I thought so. I think no, somebody calls him by his Do name. Oh, well, I don't remember. One of the bad guys calls him by his first name to antagonize it's him. Like oh, really? Tyler. or something. Tyler. <laughs> Zach. <laughs> Zach. <laughs> Zach Sharky. Hunter, what? Gerund. Gerund. It's like Hunter. something weird. Actually, that would be I don't, weird. I honestly don't remember. Anyway. Um, but he right, is going to buy some product. <clears throat> and get the stuff with this guy and the guy is like the guy is like you're acting funny he keeps calling him anxious like a nickname mm-hmm. but then that's tom fucking smiley oh. who is smiley what's his what's the actor smiley name? yeah oh hold on the guy that blows his cover that's like he doesn't yeah i don't remember smiley the, guy, the actor's name is daryl hickman oh yeah well he like drives into the tunnel where they're doing their deal and he's like sharky are you all right down there and that that ruins his whole fucking cover basically I'd like to say also during this scene where sharky's doing a deal with a doing a fake sting deal with the drug dealer there is an n-bomb in this <clears throat> like it's trying to be like really gritty which is also weird yeah, yeah. like what kind of movie is this yeah. just right out of the gate like they're just going because you got street life playing and then it's just the gritty street stuff with all the talk that you dread to hear and all that sort of stuff well i mean we haven't even gotten to like uh, Nosh, the Nosh characters like constant horniness or like Bernie Casey's Zen stuff, or again the really queasy uh, romantic aspect oh, of it so that, good. that gets pretty out of hand. Anyhow, um, but this this of course like this guy, this idiot, what's his name? Smiley. Smiley shows up, fucks everything up. Hey, so now it's not called Smiley's machine for a reason. No, it's not, and it never will. <laughs> Smiley doesn't shape it up. Uh, but this shape it up, Smiley. But now because of what Smiley did, now there has to be an action scene in yeah. the movie. Thanks, the Smiley. Dealers on the fucking run, and Sharky's hot on his tail. I think it's funny too because the actor I recognize the actor they have playing this dealer Mm -hmm. I can't remember he's been in a lot of stuff but he's he's like a good 15, 20 years too old to be playing this character (laughs) he looks like he's kind of in his mid 40s and then he's like holding people hostage on a bus like I'll kill the bitch well he grabs this pregnant woman he grabs a pregnant woman yeah he says you ain't gonna shoot you ain't gonna shoot when I got this pregnant bitch in front of me because he's a bad guy There's a really funny shot where Sharky's running next to the bus as it's driving, and it's Bert. And Bert doesn't look great in this movie. I think he might have been, like, drinking a lot at this time or something like that. Yeah. He certainly doesn't look like he's comfortable running in this one scene. It's very (laughs) strange. But the whole action scene, because this whole movie is very, like, weirdly, like, expansive it's, it's expressive it's yeah. like emotional in a lot of ways and this action scene is too it's just really loud and violent and it's just interesting I, Bert's directing style is surprising and interesting yeah. to me because he's <clears throat> laconic but I would say his directing style is the opposite of that no, it's pretty expressive. Yeah, and uh, how does how does this scene conclude? I mean, it's the Dirty Harry scene where you're going to find out how this cop, with this cop, how he does business before we get to the plot Yeah, sort of thing. I know he gets on the bus. I think he just blows this guy away, and in doing so, kind of gets a little collateral damage mm-hmm. involved, and so they're like, Sharky, uh, we're busting you. He gets moved to the basement vice squad where no now. one wants to be. He's apparently in, a, in the good department before he gets busted down there, and then they're like, Sharky, you have to go work in this shitty place precinct now and it sucks and he and they take him like it's like downstairs into a windowless fucking basement (laughs) and they're like yep you're in the vice squad and and there's just like you know Mm -hmm. there's just like drugged out people sex workers you know i love all the terrible sex worker interview montage that was really fun oh yeah they're great there's lots of adr gags and stuff so there'll be like a long shot kind of like pulling back through, through this huge uh 
precinct and you'll just hear all kinds of isolated comedic dialogue yeah also of- i really liked how the dialogue in this movie was because it's very naturalistic like there's lots of like very natural and conversational overlap and stuff yep. it's not it's not like people are waiting for their lines so much as like this is how we would talk if like we were just on the street corner talking about this shit you know it's or this is how we would fight and i'm sure a lot of it i mean i'm obviously scripted but i'm sure a lot of it you know in the moment was Improved a little, like just to it's, make it yeah, naturalistic. Yeah, this movie feels very uh, semi-improvised yeah. at times, and th- and there's definitely scenes where you're like, that was a little too semi-improvised, guys. Right, let's right, tighten right. it up a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Get it together. But yes, it it uh, he was like, let's make it <clears throat> naturalistic. Yeah, <laughs> like Burt Reynolds <laughs> again. Burt uh, has a vision. His vision is surprising. <laughs> is surprising to me and kind of delightful. Um, but this is this is the precinct for losers. This is where all the loser crooks hang out, and everybody's like. You know, it's prostitutes like talking about gross stuff or whatever. Oh, at one point, Smiley, when when Sharky's Fucking disappointed smiley. With, that Smiley ruined everything, and he goes, what can I do, Sharky? And he goes, have a heart attack. That's pretty good. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and i just like to, to get this out here. This is somebody's talking about how uh, awesome Sharky is, I believe. Or maybe Sharky's talking about how so, how awesome somebody else is, but I can't remember who it is. He's been shot three times, doesn't even remember where the scars are. Oh, my God. But That's... he'll barehand a locomotive. <laughs> so Dude. it's very much the kind of movie you think it is, <laughs> but then also not <clears throat> at the same time. And so, yeah, he, he gets sent down to this uh, to this shitty precinct. And so Charles the bowels of the precinct. Yeah, Charles Durning's in charge, and he doesn't want Sharky to make waves. No way. He says, this place is a cesspool, and if you make waves, I get a mouthful. Which is a good line. Yeah. There's a lot of good dialogue in this movie. Um, and so this is what Sharky's lot has to be uh, until he gets his next mission. So, you know, Sharky's not happy with it. But Burt Reynolds, again, lacon- is laconic in this. His direction style is not, but he's still doing his, like, <clears throat> not very uh, happy with his situation. Yeah. But uh, what are you going um, to do? So they... Uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Oh, Stick was the other Burt Reynolds movie yes. that he directed. Which we already covered. We liked Stick, too. Yeah, we thought it was pretty good. Crazy. With anyway, turning. Yep. So they bust this one uh, sex worker, that, and it leads to them discovering that this other escort named Domino has been seeing With this political figure. What is is he he's running for? He's running for governor. We find out that he's governor? running for governor. We know that he's powerful. And she's very, very, very expensive, high class, but she's like always over there. A thousand dollars a night. And so they're like in nineteen eighty one. They're like, something's gotta be up. And so they begin twenty four hour surveillance on her because that's just what they do, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't really get why they decided to survey He's not particularly surveil them. He's not other than like she uh, was hot. He's not interested in the kind of like plot nuances or anything like that. No, he's just, just like, like, this is what we're doing. We're doing this, so because we're doing it, you can assume that there's reasons why. I mean, I guess what the overarching thing is like, uh, he's corrupt in some way. We, we're going to bust him that he's seeing this escort, and that's going to lead to other things or something. <clears throat> so that's why they have the, the 24-hour surveillance. Yeah, they seem to give him a lot of leeway. They give him enough time. Well, they're, they they're, they're not, they're not her, trying. They're, they're not trying to bust him yet. Hotchkiss is the politician's name. Yeah, butt kiss. Butt kiss. They're not trying to get him. They're they have uncovered a high class prostitution ring. They're surveilling her to, to find out who the pimp is. And there's a there's a great so, yeah. scene where they're listening to like phone sex conversations, mm-hmm. and it's really pathetic because they're like 
this Durning needs this so bad. <laughs> like, what did he say? What did she say about his 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 dick? Was that were they are they fucking yet? Yep. He's and then, and then like the the audio will fade and he'll be like, get it back on again. <laughs> Durning, have some dignity. And he Come he's on. always talking about how he has two years left to retire. Is oh. that the same guy? This is I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry, but this was possibly I think this is like the funniest part in the whole thing because they're listening to phone sex and and Durning keeps missing parts of it, but someone's like. I'm wearing a shirt. And he goes, wait a minute. What color's the shirt? <laughs> he needs the details. I need to know what color it is if I'm going to come. Um, but yeah, that's so that's what like the plot is for for a time. And then Bert is, assi- <clears throat> is assigned to spy on the lady. Yes. It took us forever to figure out what, what city this movie takes it's place Atlanta. in, by the way. Absolutely. They actually called this movie Dirty Harry Goes to Atlanta. That's when Burt Bert Reynolds called it himself. <laughs> you know, he wasn't supposed to be the director of this movie initially. It was John Borman. Oh, my God. Oh, I can actually see John that. Borman John Borman went off Borman's... to do Excalibur. Oh, my God. That's, that's, a, cool. that's quite a movie. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah, apparently he said to Eastwood, like, I'm gonna go, you're making too many comedies because he was doing the, the Clyde movies. And he's like, you're getting into my territory because, you know, it's more of a Smokey and the Bandit kind of thing. Very and he's much. like, I'm going to go dirty, do Dirty Harry goes to Atlanta. That's great. That it is, it, it, Like, that opening scene is is classic Dirty Harry type shit. And, oh, yeah. and it, But it just, he can't quite do it. It doesn't, it feels like a Dirty Harry movie at, at the start, and then it's kind of like I, I feel else. like this could be a really good Clint movie because it has a lot of the weird digressive stuff that a Clint Eastwood thriller would, would have. But it's way funnier than a than a Clint thriller would be. I think this oh, movie's I mean, very funny you know, at times. You know I'm a big fan of The Rookie, so... I mean, I like <laughs> I like looking at Burt Reynolds more than I like looking at Clint Eastwood. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, so basically, they're surveying uh, Domino, who is played by Rachel Ward, and she's absolutely gorgeous in this. They realize that she's having an affair with... With this guy, guy. We, we saw Rachel Ward in After Dark, My Sweet, mm-hmm. which we liked. This is one of her very first movies. Uh, it was like her second movie. Yeah. And uh, she is, I found out this time, we're related to royalty mm. Aus- through Australia. Excuse me, Princess Aust- Rachel Australia. Ward. Australia. Like her sister is a fucking Baroness or something like that. A Baroness. Yeah. A Baroness. Down under. Down under. I'm an Aussie Baroness. What are you named, Domino? Some kind of some kind of high-class cool girl? <laughs> Having an affair? Burt Reynolds begins to fall in love because she's so beautiful. Yes, it's pretty sexy. funny. And he's just like, he can't get enough of just watching her. Yeah, <laughs> he's even like pretending to like kind of be in the room with her at times. Like I mean, he's all back. the way across. This like is she's like talking to herself, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> this is De Palma type shit. Oh yeah, for sure. It's very cool. And then where the movie goes, it becomes a really interesting motif. The way that he builds into this, mm-hmm. it's really cool. Because yeah, he's like having conversations with her in his mind. Yeah. And he'll go like she'll be like settling down to go to sleep, and he'll be like good night while he's going to sleep too. And you're like, oh, oh. yeah, okay. Oh Bert. And then, oh Sharky, what the, are you doing? The Hotchkiss, the politician. He's like promised to buy her a house yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And she's gonna re- she's gonna retire from being a, a call girl and go live go, go be Hotch- Hotchkiss's he, woman. He told her the house is even ready to go. Yeah. yeah. But then someone else shows up at her house. Victor shows up. Her Victor. pimp, Vittorio Gassman. So he's, he's a bad Italian. Guy. Or French, I believe. I don't know. He's probably he's, f- he's a he's foreign. He's yeah. I'll tell you this: he's foreign. He's from out of state. Um, we come to find and out, and he's been he's been like he basically like groomed her since she was very twelve. Young. Twelve, he's, he said. He's yes. like a mega pimp. Yeah, he's, he's he a is very bad a profoundly man. Profoundly <laughs> evil. Not a good. He has a lot of control over her. He's very abusive, and he 
any move she makes, it has to go through him, even though she's been trying to get away from him since she was young. He mm -hmm. sex traffics children. I mean, you can't get more evil than that. But at the same time, he's so powerful that he has, like, the governor, this candidate for governor in his pocket. Yeah. This guy is a fascinating, is a fascinating villain. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. I, I, like, I know that there's, like, evil people that, like, pull the strings on... Uh, politicians all the time, but this kind of evil, evil villain pulling the strings yeah. is like a, a, essentially a pimp who has this much power. That's pretty wild. Yeah. But he shows up, and you see this interaction with Rachel Ward. She's uh, Domino. She's obviously not happy to see him. And then he's doing the whole did, did sort you, of like. Did you dig her cool stereo record collection thing that like comes up from the? I dug yes. everything about her apartment. That was Dude, great. I love seeing that apartment rules. In these like late '70s, early '80s movies, like apartments are so fucking cool. I know. Oh right? yeah, and it's also it's very funny where, <laughs> where he's like, "I bought you a house, so you can get out of this hell that you're living this in." This dumpster. apartment that occupies an entire floor on a building. They always do that too, it's you massive. know. And all these movies are like. God, we're so poor. I just we need more space for the family, and they're living in like a warehouse yeah, with right? just like with just like beautiful plants everywhere and it's like an airplane open hanger windows yeah. and stuff. God, it sucks. It's here. got forty five thousand square feet and costs eighty dollars. This piece of shit. I'll hole. get you out of here. I'm saving you from from all this. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Victor, Victor the killer pimp shows up, and she's like, "I want to retire. I don't want to do this anymore." And he says, "Oh, okay, baby." And then he still forces her to have sex with him. He's like, mm -hmm. "One last time. Yeah. We, we make the magic together, or whatever." And Bert doesn't like. Yucky. Bert doesn't like that at all. Bert doesn't I'll like it this much. I don't care for that. But then Bert does a very bad job at his uh, at his job. I mean, he's he's not he's not surveilling. <laughs> he does a bad job at his he's job. He's not surveilling to like save her from anything. But at the same time, at, uh, shortly after this, because like she's decided she doesn't want to work for this guy anymore. But he's mega evil. He's not having any of that. He sends uh, a guy you might have heard of named Henry Silva, oh. who is a, God, I, what a I weird love guy. this shit. He's just on every drug imaginable. <laughs> he's he's just like he's drugs. blowing rails and taking poppers all it's all all at once. He's like. Slamming fucking amphetamines. <laughs> he has to be heart explodingly high to uh, to do his job, apparently. And he just keeps screaming. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> and so he goes, and so he has to do all. You, you see him kind of like this, like some interesting stuff where you'll see Burt Reynolds with his like telephoto lens, and then the camera will pan over, and you see Silva with his telephoto lens. So they're both spying on her. You got that going on. And then at a certain point, he's just like, all right, it's time. I got the go-ahead. I do nine different kinds of drugs. I go, and, and then I, he runs He runs over, and, all, and his whole plan is to just run up to her door, like knock on her door, and then just blow a hole through with a shotgun. Well, at first he goes, he goes, ah! <laughs> and that comes back later on. You got to pump yourself up, you know? And it's Henry Silva, who you got to love, and then he's just being, you know, a crazy... Screamy lunatic. It's fucking great. Blasts her but straight he blows in the face. This, he blows a woman's Which, right, we face. She has, she has a roommate, though. Yes. Well, Which we don't I know, didn't that. know that. We don't know that. But uh, but we but we don't find that out until later because we all we see is him bl blasting through this yeah. door, and then we see this extremely graphic shot just of a woman face with the face completely blown off. Just a yeah. bowl of jelly. And yeah. it also and it almost it actually kind of works. It's so shockingly gory that you just kind of go like oh instead of thinking like well we don't see your face right yeah like mm -hmm. in movie rules in a movie like this you unless you see the person actually dead and you can verify it they're still alive yeah and she is well yeah but first okay so first there's really this really horrible scene where they're like in the you know like in the apartment forensically cleaning up you know and like yeah. trying to figure out what's going on and like 
you know, the uh, the crime lab, the, the shifty little crime lab dude is in there. And oh, yeah. They're all going, oh, Jesus Christ, what the hell happened here? This is disgusting. Charles Durning's like, someone give me a fucking sandwich. <laughs> I want a sandwich here. Come on. But uh, but I really, really liked the, the next scene where, like, Burt Reynolds is in her apartment alone. And, like, she, com- she comes in and it's kind of like he's still having a conversation with her. But it's real. It turns out it's real. It's kind of trippy, and because I had I'd seen this before, but I forgot about this aspect of it, and I was just like, "Holy shit, what's going on here?" Yeah. Oh, right. You know, it takes you a good minute to kind of because it keeps going, and then because you, you think that, that maybe it's a dream sort of thing mm-hmm. or a fantasy that he's having. It, do, and then it, it is it, filmed kind of dreamy too. Yeah, and then it just keeps going. And I think even from Bert's pro- point of view, he's kind of like, "Is it? Yeah, he's is like, this well, happening to me hell? right now?" That's kind of what it is. Like you, you're kind of in his headspace. So when she shows up. You're like, oh, he's imagining another scene with her, and no, it's real. It's really her. She's alive. She's also not particularly surprised to see him there. She's just like, she has what seen him. Are you doing she has seen him there before in the guise of like a construction worker or something like that. And she she just walks in and sees Burt Reynolds and is like, what are you doing in here? <laughs> instead of goes, well, it could, instead of, it, ah! it could also be like her roommate's guy or whatever. Oh yeah, because her roommate's also a call caller. girl. And but yeah. yeah, but then he like tells her what happened, and she's like. That's when she notices the blood all she over walked, the wall. She walked past a, she walked right quite past. a bit of blood splatter. And she's like, you could have cleaned it up first. <laughs> you really could have. And this is where like the romantic part of the movie starts to come in, and it's very strange. <sighs> it's about as strange as it gets. I mean, it gets a little Cobra-y because uh, he knows that this uh, woman, I mean, he at one point tells her pimp that she's still alive. He really shouldn't do that. Um, she, he thinks the pimp thinks that she's dead. Yeah, Everyone that Victor wants her thinks dead thinks dead. that she should be. She that she's dead. They want to take down Victor. He's in love. Sharky's in love with Domino. Domino won't give up information on Victor. And there's that really shitty scene where they're like in her bedroom, and he's like kind of seducing her, but then he's like, "What's Victor's last name?" And she won't tell him, and he's he like kind of beats her up a little bit. Oh yeah, this is the, this is the stuff, and boy, do they skip past this really fast. This is the the supposed this is the grim like queasy romance stuff where they're like he's living in the same house with her to protect her during. Well, he like that portion. Well, first first uh, uh, they find out that all Nosh calls him and he's like all the tapes are gone. Oh yeah, somebody stole all the surveillance tapes. Uh, and so they're like, uh-oh, it's a conspiracy. And then somebody kills Nosh. Billy Score, that's Henry Silva's character. He kills Nosh off screen. Off screen, okay. And that's when Bert is like, I'm going to take you to my childhood home. Oh, yeah. yeah. And childhood to protect home. you. So that's when that starts. This is dad's place. When does the ninjas come in? Later. Okay. And then they, they hate each other at first. And at a certain point, he's basically, does he even, I think he hits her at one point. Mm-hmm. She yeah. hits him, he hits her. And then he's like, you bitch, don't make me call you what you really are. Yeah. Uh, he's like, what, what were you, a librarian? But then he I had to punch your fucking lights out. Yeah. That is what Burt Reynolds screams to the woman that you're supposed to think that there's a romance. <laughs> and then and then this scene ends. And he has been like on top of her, practically like yeah. he's hit her. Just called her a whore yeah. and all this shit, and then the next scene they're just sitting in front of a window and they almost kiss. They're like, it's I guess they, weird. I guess they got past that. Well, there's a, well before that though, there's the scene where like she she finds like stakeout photos and kind of confronts him. Oh yeah, he she sees like a collage of photos of her all over the wall, yeah. like, yeah. and she's just like, "Are those all of me?" Uh-huh. Yeah. Secretly in love with me, and there's nothing that turns a woman on more okay. than finding a secret shrine of her when she is not 
aware of yeah, you being people felt. love that. That's why Halle Berry hooks up with Giovanni Ribisi in uh, Perfect Stranger. Oh my god! <laughs> somebody asked me on when I was doing questions the other day. Somebody asked me which uh, impressions are the ones that you like the most. Oh yeah! And I told them that I only like to do the ones that you hate. Oh, <laughs> what a guy! <laughs> I didn't mean it's, that. It's sibling shit. Uh, yeah, the G- <laughs> my favorite to do, regardless. And Kevin always hated the Giovanni G- Ribisi no, too, it's, but it's, it's my tough. favorite because it's eh, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's satisfying to do too. I can't explain it, but yeah. Uh, but anyways, he's got an altar to her. She gets past a lot of his shit real quick. Yeah, <laughs> including him being. Ragefully jealous yep. and all kinds of stuff. <clears throat> they just skip right past it. It literally, and I, I, I rewound it just to make sure I wasn't missing some little detail. But it goes from him like hitting her and calling her a whore. Yeah. And at one point, and the, the scene concludes with her going, "Don't you know how to just hold someone?" He goes, "I haven't got a thousand dollars, you whore." You know, like that God. kind of shit. And then just the next scene, they're like peacefully yeah. sitting in front of a window, and then they almost kiss. And you're just like, "I well, we, we got past it." Yeah. Uh, and she like, but she tells him the whole story of how Victor like ensnared her. Yeah, and nasty uh, stuff. It's very bad. And he, you know, so Shar- so Sharky goes to goes to confront Victor. Shouldn't do this. He shouldn't have done <laughs> this. He's Victor's like eating fucking Chinese food with four other girls. It's like you have, yeah, yeah, having like a a haughty dinner party, and he's all smug. He's all smug. He's very smug. And, and Sharky's like, "I've got you. I'm gonna I'm gonna bust you." And, and he's like, like oh, "I don't think Victor." So. Yeah, Victor's like, "You can't." I disagree. Mr. <laughs> Officer, you could not even give me a bucket. He calls him Tom yeah. or Thomas or whatever, because that's the only—that's the way you can insult Sharky the most. Tommy Sharky. And he's like, she's dead. You know, she can't testify against me. And Sharky's like, no, she's alive. Shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done it. Really shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done it. Pretty stupid, Sharky. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes to find Nosh. And then finds that Nosh is dead, and that's when the ninjas show up. Mm. That's and that's when the ninjas got him. Yes, and you get you get two ninja fights. In this <coughs> two movie. ninja fights. Yeah. Uh, this and this is the one in the basement where there's like, is this the one in the basement where there's like mattresses? It's the one in the alley. Oh, this is the, in the alley. Maybe there's more more than two ninja fights. No, there's there's this one where they get him, yeah. and then he wakes up on the boat. Okay, yeah, he wakes up on the boat, and on the boat is Smiley. Yes. And Smiley Surprise. wants to know where Domino is because Smiley works for Victor too. And of he course. has like the switchblade. And he cuts off a couple of Sharky's fingers. <laughs> I loved it. This is just another one of those scenes where you're like, geez. Yeah, yeah I didn't think they were I actually going to uh... do it. And then they did. And I more than one. <laughs> did not expect that. Yep. Yeah, he cuts off one of his fingers. Sharky didn't like that. He cuts off another one. You're like, yeah, God sure. damn. Yeah. And, he, and it's the weird way he does it too, where he puts the blade and then he kind of he kind of leans on the blade too, like yeah. a slow, like, oh, God. It's gnarly. Yeah. And then he's like, Men, two, you ninjas, get out of here! <laughs> Leave me alone with Sharky, so he can t- so he can get the upper hand on me, because it has that's what has to happen. Yep, and that and that is indeed what happens. Sharky like flips up the table, and he's it's there's Reynolds. It's a pretty there's a pretty cool shot though of Smiley like in the dark with his cigar. Yeah, where it's like the smoke is like curling, and he looks like straight up evil. When before he just kind of looked like a douchebag. Great dark lighting. Mm-hmm, very shadowy. Oh, I, I wanted to po- uh, point out that when uh, this is a great line when uh, Burt Reynolds is Sharky's confronting the evil pimp guy, and he goes, "I've got you by the ass. Feels like you're a lump of shit mm. lying at the bottom of the commode, <laughs> and I've got my hand on the chain, ready to pull it." Okay, I'm really so glad good. you wrote down that quote because I just wrote down 
LOL. He's basically like, it feels like you're a shit. I'm about to flush. And I, <laughs> Which is what it is. I, me and the uh, person I was watching it with were so sure because he starts to wrap his go. He's like, you're like a shit lying at the bottom of the commode. And I've got my hand. And we were like, is he going to say I've got my hand around the shit? Like, I just <laughs> thought he was going to say something even I'm weirder. pull out the shit out of your butt. But it concludes with this great line. Like, this is quintessential shit. You're walking goes, all over people like me like you own them. Yeah, he says that, but the, the very last thing he says, you want, another, you want to know the worst part? You're from out of state. That, so That's good. great. Uh, but anyways, then ninjas, then he gets kidnapped, uh, and this is what he says to... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a Burt Reynolds movie, okay? It's weird, hmm. but it's still a Burt Reynolds movie. And the guy's got a knife out. And he's like, what are you auditioning for a job at Benihana? <laughs> and, then, and then he cuts two of his fingers up. Amazing. This is Smiley talking to Sharky. I knew you had no guts. Not only that, you got no fingers. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, but anyways, he gets away from the ninjas. And uh, and then it's just it's time for final action scene stuff. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, first, Hotch gets, gets arrested. Because mm-hmm. uh, Sharky escapes and manages to put the... Put the the down the, the bounce on him he gets a hold of him anyway oh, yeah. uh and then but then billy it turns out is victor's brother mm. and billy doesn't want to be a crazy psychopath murderer guy anymore and and victor's going to cut him loose so billy kills victor Oof. and then there's this insane shootout in the in the in the apartment building part of which is under construction mm-hmm. billy kills brian keith kills papa shoots him real bad yeah, there's quite the staggering death toll at the end. Yeah. And then he gets into like a dual shootout with Bernie Casey, and they both put like four or five bullets into each other. Bernie Casey has some incredible dialogue in this scene. Yeah. Where he's like, Sharky, yes, you got to go get him. I'm going to get him. You got to put him down in the ground. I'm going to go, yes, I'm going to go do it. Because he's not real, you understand. What are you talking about? I got to go. I got to go. He keeps on going, Sharky. Sharky. And then he's like, I think I just ruined a perfectly good jacket. <laughs> Sharky. And he's like, you got, seriously, dude, you've got to let me go so it's I can so kill the guy. so funny. Come back. You have, like, we never find out if this guy lives or dies. Hmm. Uh, it reminds me of that scene in uh, Return of the Jedi where Yoda keeps going, Luke. <laughs> Your sister, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Luke. <laughs> he's like, Sharky, <laughs> the fucker won't go down. Well, maybe he knows more about Zen than you do. Because Bernie Casey keeps talking about Zen. Yeah. <laughs> He's the Zen detective. <laughs> so good, man. Pretty wild Zendaya. <laughs> uh, I but, love it. but then we get your you get your final conference, and and of course the the reason that Henry Silva won't go down is he's got so many drugs he's, in he's him. He's on so much yeah. angel dust. Drugs make you superhuman. He's you heard it here on, first. He's hopped up on goofballs. He goes up to <laughs> actually Henry. So this is a f- fascinating moment uh, before we get this like touching final scene. While uh, uh, Bernie Casey's just leaking blood out with him and Sharky, this is Henry Silva goes up to him, points a shotgun to his head. Yeah could just do the coup de gras right here and just goes ah 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 <laughs> and then he's like nope and he decides not to kill him i don't know i he's, think it's really interesting i think he's determined to kill himself before sharky can get a hold of him yeah and he yeah henry silva is uh, at his wits end he's a maniac on a kill spree but at the same time he's also like ready to it's ready insane. he's ready to go too and he's like he's like do you think i'm going to live or I'm going to die. And Sharky's like, oh, you'll die. Oh, you'll die, like, all right. Not by you. But then he goes, Burt Reynolds just shoots him anyway. <laughs> he goes flying yeah, out the window, the window, which is a really, really great fall. It's like I a still, really big, it's I a real I still want to do like a, a super cut of all of the plummeting out of mm. buildings to I the would, death I of, would love of this that. show. Really that good. would be fucking awesome. This one is particularly fantastic because 
it starts. It's two shots. And yeah. The first one is a is first a, one's a real guy. It's a person doing a stunt, and that's great. And then it cuts to a longer shot of a pretty bad clearly dummy. a dummy. And but then that they they do a fantastic Hitchcockian cut yeah. to the, like the body plummeting, and it cuts to Rachel Ward on a tire swing plummeting down on on the down yes. swing. Very cool. <laughs> and that's yeah. the so, end of the movie. <laughs> that's the fucking end. And they're like on the side. Of, I guess it's Burt Reynolds' house or something like that. Yeah. And the camera like pulls back, and then you, we get a cool like helicopter shot over Atlanta, and then we they start playing us. Another cool song. Uh, I can't remember what it is. Uh, very perfunctory, fanta- fantastically so perfunctory ending. The uh, whole movie is just so nuts. Like we're we're not really getting into the meat of how like digressive it is. All the weird humor between the guys. I think my favorite scene in the whole movie, of course, it's got Durning in it. But for some reason, they're having a check in at a baseball field. Yeah, I have no idea why. <laughs> it's- <laughs> There's a baseball game going. There's very few people in attendance. I guess Atlanta had a bad, I think it's a, not even a major league team, like a minor league team or something. Was it back then? I have no idea. The Braves? They're playing a Texas team. Hmm. Uh, it's. I don't think it's a Braves game. There's just so few people there, but who knows. Uh, but anyways, they're all sitting kind of like in the front row, and Durning is just screaming in all their faces, but it's done in, in a shot in profile yeah. where he just keeps on going back and forth to, the, to these people and like yelling at them. It's just That's really awesome. funny and weird, and, they, and he'll get like two inches away from people's faces and yell at them. The uh, the the scene where she and Sharky have their like kind of confrontation is pretty clearly based on uh, Laura, the movie Laura. Interesting. So, if you've seen Laura, you'll know. Oh, I was referencing. Uh, I was referencing the movie Laura. Laura, one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Big fan of De Palma. Uh, <laughs> this one wasn't De Palma, but. Laura. Laura. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I read some sort of quote when he when I can't remember what he was talking about too. Where he, I think this was it was more about Malone, but he just made a bunch of references to the kind of. And it's like, does Burt Reynolds like movies and watch a lot of movies? I think Burt Reynolds is just kind of like, he's just more sophisticated than we give him credit for. I, I think that. because he didn't want to be yeah. considered sophisticated, he he really <laughs> wanted to be a lunch bucket kind of I hang out with stuntman kind of guys, kind of dude. But I think he. Liked movies and knew a lot about them. <laughs> He's good at. I mean, he'd been around him. the industry for so long. Yeah, I mean, probably got a million stories. That's pretty wild. This is all you know, isn't it? Pushing, hitting, and you like it, don't you? Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Good You're stuff. a violent man with a sensitive side, aren't you? Maybe. Uh, there's a scene <laughs> in it that I that I really. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do that once. No, he didn't do it. It's because he's so tormented by his love. Uh, but there's a part in it where we get to see a little bit of Rachel Ward's kind of lifestyle, the, the lifestyle of this sort of sex um, she just ring goes, does that workouts. she's a part of. But there is a part where, and everybody's doing drugs and shit like that, but there's a part where a guy does smokes a crack bong, which I'd never seen before. Like he puts crack or cocaine, I don't know what, some sort be, of white substance. It's just freebase. Is it free? But it's a bong. Yeah, you would smoke it in something like that. And he smokes it with his nose. Oh, I've just never ow. seen. I've just never seen that before. Where he's like, and now I've got my bong. Mm. I've got my free base in there, and I feel like why? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's different. Mm. Oh, there's a scene. <laughs> Who's the dude with the beard? That's Nosh. Nosh, yes, Nosh. He's made, they they do that. Cla- this is classic Burt Reynolds type shit. Where Nosh's like, Sharky, get out of here! You kiss my ass, you little fucker! I'm never gonna do anything for you again. Yeah, we're friends. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're buddies. And but then he's like, I need you to meet my daughter, Sharky. Oh, yeah. Come here. And he's like, wife, bring. Well, he's not that. You know, you wife? get the idea. Oh, that's when they're like, we hug in this bring, family. Bring my daughter down here and have him, Sharky. You kiss my 
three-year-old daughter on the lips right now. Go give her a kiss. Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> he brings her back later on. He's like, you kiss my daughter on the lips again, Sharky. I like Nosh's whole like talking about that what this hot babe that he's surveilling. This whole all of his dialogue and that shit is really funny. Where he's like, "Oh man, I used to be able to have girls like that from the great state of Mamory." Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I don't know. So good. I don't know what that means. So good. Uh, I think that's all. You go too far. Oh, this is the the French pimp. Someone says to him, "You, I think it's the governor guy, he goes, you go too far. And he goes, there is no such place. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Dizam. Evil guy. Uh, and this is Sharky talking about uh, his house. It's another one of those weird weird little details where he's he, he's like, yeah, I got my house across the street from uh, uh, elementary school, and I uh, I get to watch kids play all day. <laughs> you're like, okay. Yucky. Very cool. All, all right. <laughs> She's like, that's great, Sharky. Uh, I think that's I think that's good enough. Uh, ratings. I'm going to give this four Juds. Nice. It's one of my favorite movies from this period. I love I love pretty much everything about it. I hadn't seen it in a while, and watching it the other night on the on the Blu-ray was it's just so weird it's and fucking weird, gorgeous, and just it's such a anomaly. I can't explain it. Uh, terrific movie. So four Juds. I'm gonna give it like I'm gonna give it like two and a half Douglases. Sex trafficking underage girls, uh, hitting a woman that you're supposed to be in love with. Uh, you know, it's just got a generally sleazy vibe to it. Yeah. Watching these broads work out kind of stuff. Mm. You know, um, maybe that's a little high, but it feels it feels very sleazy when you're watching it. It is te- technically sleazy, but they you don't see anything. Steamy there's movie. like no nudity in it or anything like that. Yeah, that's I can't true. believe there's no nudity in it. You would yeah. think. You would definitely think. Um, and I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 uh, bowls of Rachel Ward's face. Oh, God. God almighty. <laughs> It's just raspberry jam. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. surprisingly violent <laughs> at times, this movie. You're like, whoa, what? Uh, I'm going to give it three and a half. And, and I, I think it's more of a three. It's very sloppy in a lot of ways. I mean, just quintessential, like, there's lots of stuff that Bert, Bert's not interested in, and so he's not going to do it. Yeah. But then you kind of go like, but wait. The audience might need to know at least a little bit of like why how we got from point A to point B here. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. So it's it's kind of sloppy. It's it's kind of tonally all over the place, but that's also part of its appeal. So I think it's very fun. Uh, your mileage may vary. Uh, one of the per- people that I was watching it with had no time for this fucking movie really? at, at all. Yeah, uh. <laughs> it was just too. And it is. I also have to point out this movie's two hours and five minutes. Uh, that's it is a bit long. It's pretty yeah. crazy, uh, and there's and there's it's not hard to find stuff that you could cut. Although you'd miss out on like just a delightfully long. Yeah, I mean, I it's think it's almost a hangout movie. At yeah, times. I mean, I think if you cut that stuff out, the movie loses all. I of didn't. Its, yeah, that's where it's got know. its character. I didn't feel the length in a, in a bad way at all with this one. No, yeah. I oh, so I'll give it three and a half. I'm just gonna give it one because it's you know t- there's like uh, you know, technically it's about sleazy stuff, but <clears> you don't see anything. And I'm going to give a 10 out of 10 nose crack bongs. <laughs> nice. Uh, um, I'm going to give this three and a half Juds. I really did like it a lot. Um, there, I liked the score, like the chaotic jazz. I liked the, the hyper violence. And I thought Rachel Ward was great in it. Um, it was just good. It was a, it was a fun time. And then I'm going to give it one and a half, maybe just one Douglas. Mm-hmm. Uh 
yeah, they don't really show any of the sleazy stuff, but definitely, you know, the the surveillance stuff and the um the the grooming and the the pimping, etc. And I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 auditions at Benihana. Yeah, <laughs> very good. <laughs> <laughs> that did make me want to go to Benihana, though. I have you been? Oh yeah, I have you been Benihana? Have you been? I have love you Benihana. Been Benihana. Is there a good teppanyaki joint in town? I've Just never been Benihana. to Benihana. Oh really? Benihana was invented go? in this town. Well, I know, but is there one still around? Where oh, is it? Oh, uh, downtown. Last I checked. You can do it at my house. Let's you have one of those things? Emily's house. No, but I can cut things and throw them in your face. <laughs> in my <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> Just light a fire underneath my uh, table. <laughs> How hard can it be? <laughs> How hard is it to cut things over an open flame and have and with, throw a, with them an at audience? Somebody. Ooh, gonna make that. Can you? Will you make that uh, that onion volcano for me, please? Sure. I love the onion volcano. It's pretty cool. I, I love it when they go. throw a shrimp at you. <laughs> yeah, take it. Uh, all right, so uh, moving on to my personal favorite of these three. I think I like this one more, too. Oh, really? Yeah. This uh, is I think it's all downhill from here, but they're all good movies, so it's fine. <laughs> well, uh, I so think yeah. this is good. 1987's Maloney. What are you going to tell the company? Goodbye. Nobody just walks away. Watch me. He's looking for a second chance. Great car. It's older than me. You got socks older than you. And that's his first mistake. What happened in this town? I discovered toxic waste? Uh, this rich guy Delaney moved in. Trying to buy up everything. Thomas Jefferson said, the tree of freedom must be nourished from time to time. With blood. <laughs> Interesting man. Want me to take care of him? Look, Joe's the only thing I've got. After I'm gone, Delaney's gonna come down on you harder than ever. He's just a landman. He's playing God in this valley. I, I dedicate my body, my brain, and my soul to our sacred covenant. Yeah, this this is the this is the Burt Reynolds movie that you think you're getting, and indeed you get it. it like Sharky's Machine has all this other stuff that you that is surprising and weird and different. And Malone is right down the line. Yeah. A fucking Burt Reynolds movie. What is it? Eighty eight. 87, 87. I think. It is such such a Burt Reynolds movie from 1987, (laughs) and it has no interest in going any farther than doing exactly what it wants to do, and it gets the fuck out of there at 90 minutes. Uh, It's it's priceless, and it's also, like, weirdly violent. Yes. And uh, and it looks great. Who directed this one? Is it, uh, 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 he's got a funny name. Steven Spielberg. No, he's got a funny name. Harley Coakless? Yeah, it could be. I'm looking it up right now. It is Harley Cokeless. Yeah, I was right. Yep. As Har- as Harley Cockless. Mm. That's what it says. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Screenplay by Christopher Frank and Rudy Wurlitzer. Oh, wow. Based on, you better fucking... Actually, if you showed somebody this movie and were like, what... What novel do you think it's based on? I think you're probably second or third guess would be a shotgun. <laughs> it's called and indeed it's based on shotgun. Sharky's was also based on a novel. Is that right? Yeah, but called, called Sharky's Machine. Oh, okay. By William Deal, I believe maybe the writer of Primal Fear as well. Wow, I could be I could be getting that completely wrong. Oh, good for him. Anyway, well, this is uh, like in almost any other circumstance, I would think that you would want to go with the title Shotgun because that's pretty awesome and. <laughs> but like this one is called Malone, and I think we all win because of it. Mm. Uh, as uh, pull out. <laughs> I mean, we let's talk about it again. We have to. Uh, there's that classic VHS cover of yes. Malone, 
where Burt Reynolds is making a crazy, gritty, gr uh, teeth-gritted expression, holding a shotgun at a very strange angle, mm -hmm. while a huge explosion goes on. This is actually incorporating two different parts, parts of, of the, the movie, movie yeah. into one in a way that doesn't actually happen, but it really doesn't matter. And, of course... Um, we put out in the last Bert episode. We talked about this, and we put out a request to our listeners to make <laughs> to recreate a poster that a friend of mine made when I was in high school. That was no that had, was the same thing as simply was Elizabeth Berkeley. Elizabeth Berkeley saying, and it said, "No me Malone," <laughs> <laughs> the expression, and that was. And his name is uh, John Forward, who who actually recreated that for us. So I'll post that again when we put this yeah. up. But it's great. <laughs> it's a classic, and I and I just have a lot of affection. <clears throat> uh, we rented this movie because we used to just like make fun of this. VHS box cover all the time, and and we rented it one time when I was in high school, and we were all kind of like, okay, let's, yeah. let's finally watch. This we didn't like hate yeah. it or anything, but we, we, it wasn't like the kind of uh, hot yuck fest that we thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. uh, but watching it this time, it was the yuck fest. It's that quite I, fun. I really liked it this time. It's very amusing. And I'll tell you this: I'll tell you it's because it has no time for anything other than getting itself over with. I really appreciate a movie that is just sort of like, here's the plot. Yep, it's, it's just, very meat and potatoes. Everything all happens at one time. Uh, there's a there's a uh, opening scene that they, that just sets the stage so fast. Yes, it takes place. It's this is in um, it's in Canada. Is it Toronto? No, it's Vancouver. It's Vancouver. It's Vancouver, but it's not supposed to be some other place. I believe it is just supposed to be Vancouver. And uh, and Sharky or sorry, Malone <laughs> is still working for the government as like a you he's know, an assassin as an assassin. He's the best. Presumably. But he decides he doesn't want to be the gun that, that he doesn't want to kill anybody anymore. And this is that's how fast yeah. we, we get that information. Is he? You see some people like walking out of a building or whatever. Uh, Malone has got his sh his uh, sniper rifle, and then he just in goes, the crosshairs. In the crosshairs, and he just goes, Nah, don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I don't want to do it anymore. And, and he, he, but he is wearing a giant cowboy hat, though. Yeah, of course, right? uh, chewing gum. <laughs> I don't want that. Don't want to do it anymore. I mean, that's basically it. And then uh, he, he, meets, he meets up with um, his handler. Lauren Hutton. Lauren fucking Hutton. This movie rules. And she's like, uh, you, you're not going to do it anymore? He's like, nah. Don't not going to do it. Don't want to do it anymore. She's like, you should, but you, well, we want you to do it some more. Don't not going to. Not going to. She's like, all right. <laughs> okay, then. Taciturn. I'm going to uh, go uh, driving in the mountains. He has no plan. He's just driving. What happens, happens. He's going to walk the earth. I think this, yeah, you know, this like takes place in Oregon. It does. It takes place, but it is all shot in Canada. Uh, oh, I thought you said it. it no, no. It, 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 the opening scene is Vancouver, but I believe it takes place in Oregon, but the whole thing was shot in Canada, yeah. so they, they stayed in Canada. And I think a couple of the actors are Canadian. But anyways, like, just it, it immediately, like, the movie has no time for flourishes or anything like that. You just cut to... Malone, yeah. I'm going to keep wanting to call him Sharky. Malone just like pull, pulling up in this small mountain town. His, in car, his car's breaking down. His car's breaking down. Is like, and then just the plot just unfolds before. Yeah, yeah. Before he, us. he has such a chill disposition in this too. He's kind of like, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, and, I, and I'm along for the ride. He has decided to retire, and so he's just going to be along for the I'm, ride. Uh, it's. <laughs> It, Burt Reynolds, <laughs> it's Burt Reynolds 100% on autopilot, but I'll tell you what, if there was ever an actor oh. who oh, was born great. to be on autopilot, oh, yeah, for it's sure. Burt Reynolds. His, his car breaks down and... Uh, what do you got here? What do you got, a gas station or something? He's at this hey, auto uh, shop. Fix my car. Car's broken. This guy and his teen daughter. <laughs> yeah, it's Scott Wilson. Who becomes his new BFF, and I love them. Yep. Yeah, Scott Wilson from The Walking Dead, the first season. They bond over uh, Vietnam. They bond over yes. being in the war. And he's got a teenage daughter who immediately takes Vietnam. a liking to Malone. Yeah, I, hope, you think she, of the I war? hope she's about to it's turn in, uh, 18. To Vietnam. Cynthia Gibb. Yep, Cynthia Gibb. 
as Joe Barlow. Cynthia Gibb was in a ton, had a pretty decent career, was in ton, tons of stuff. She was, I think she's, I, I, I do believe she's supposed to be like a teen. And yes. she was in her mid to late 20s. What's the line where like, they're like they're pushing his car up to the to the service station and she's like, this car is older than me. And he's like, I've got socks older than you. <laughs> I've got yeah. socks older than you. And this is and this is where you're where you got where you kind of go like, oh no. And and it does sort of happen, but it doesn't. Where, yeah. where he 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 says, I've got socks older than you, and she looks back like that thing that you just said to me about your socks really makes me want to fuck you. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. okay. But I I, I I give him some um some leeway on this sort of thing because I mean, it, it, she lives in a, she's like a horny teen girl, and she lives in a fucking nowhere yeah. mountain community. So I, I do believe, like any dude, and comes we see all town, the other men in the town, and they're just they're not <laughs> eligible. They're all fat and disgusting. Yeah. And so a guy, a, a guy who just looks like a reasonable facsimile of a man comes in. She, <laughs> a reasonable facsimile <laughs> of a man. She's That's like, me, wow. I mean, <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah. He looks pretty good in this. You fix cars. I what think do you do? he looks better in this than he does in. Uh, he looks better in this than. Sharkies, and also he's wearing some. I mean, I I keep doing the what do you de- think the, of that? What do you think of that piece? update? The denim update on this Georgie on this episode gun. is he's definitely got a great bulge in those jeans. What do you think of that uh, that hair piece? I think it's great. That's good. It's oh. not as good as the one in the Maddening. That thing is a masterpiece. Dude, him in the Maddening is insane. We'll get there. We get three three fully different phases of Bert in these three movies. I think he's tr- he's trying something different in Sharky's Machine, mm-hmm. and I don't like it as much. the The Bert in Malone is fucking. You want the primo. you want the uh, you want the yeah, you I like admire its purity. Too. Absolutely. Yeah, I like the rough edges of Sharky's Machine more. And then in and then in um. Uh, the Maddening is the Maddening. It's nobody so, knows what that it's is. It's past his prime. It doesn't. It doesn't it's, look a, great. it's just a whole other thing. But here's a here's a, a parcel of dialogue that'll give you an idea of just what this car's movie, broken. What are you gonna what do? This, just what kind of movie this is? Where uh, he's like, name's uh, Malone. Malone. Hey, you got a first name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's, that's all you got. The, that's the part where I was like, oh, oh yes. And then you check the time, and it's ninety minutes. Yep. This movie is ninety minutes long. It cannot wait to be over. It. I am. So I am so happy about that. It was shot in Headley, Canada. Um, and then we, so we're like, it, it's, this is the kind of movie it is where like his, he pulls his car up. Um, who's, who's the guy from the walking dead? Scott Wilson. Scott Wilson is like, hi, I, I'll fix your car and be your friend. This is my daughter. She's going to be a kind of like, this is a Shane type of movie. And she's going to be like that kid from Shane. If the kid wanted to fuck Shane. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then, the, and then immediately, bad guys in this like, so we're all we got that established, right? And just like with almost without even cutting, like the bad guys pull up and they're like, we're the bad guys, and here's what our deal is. Yep. And there's a guy and they're like, Delaney ain't gonna like it if you don't sell your property. It's that it is yes. totally Shane, and uh, it's like Delaney still wants to buy this shitty property for you for just evil guy reasons, whatever. And he's like, I won't do it. Well, Delaney don't like that. And then you're just sort of like, there's your movie. Yep. And he, like Bert just like looks at the camera and winks. He's like, "Yeah, I'm have to uh, I'm gonna kill these guys. Kill these guys. <laughs> That's gonna be the whole movie, right?" <laughs> yeah, and they were they they pretty quickly have a run in with some bad guys like on the bridge. Oh man, <laughs> he's walking. He's walking with uh, the girl. Oh yeah. Uh, what's her name Cynthia again? Gibb. Cynthia Gibbs. Joe. Cynthia Gibbs. She's got nothing else to do, so she's walking with this new guy that just just drove into town across a bridge and these disgusting. Look at this bridge. <laughs> Just repulsive. Look at his bridge. <laughs> bridge. Uh, these repulsive bad guys show up, and they're like, "We need to get in a fight with you to get keep this plot moving." And they, they just say disgusting things to like Cynthia Gibb too. Yeah. And uh, Malone's like, "Don't, uh, don't do it." They're like, "We're gonna do it anyways." I'm like, well, 
Like a yeah, big, so a per- chill though. Like so, nothing is ruffling his feathers. Oh no, no he is unperturbable. And uh, and like a huge fat guy gets out and like, I guess you're gonna have to kick the shit out of me, Malone. I won't <laughs> leave here until you fucking beat the holy shit out of me. And he's like, All right then, gonna do it. And he really destroys this guy. It's kind of funny. Or <laughs> like even Malone himself is like, I think I uh, went too far there. A little far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. He, he beats the shit out of him. He beats the shit out of this guy. And it's like, that's why he needs to be so chill, is because if he isn't chill, he will fucking murder you. It's kind of funny, too, because like, it's clearly like he is a killing machine, and this guy is just some <clears> fat yokel. And he punches him in the face once, and you're like, that's probably good. I think you almost Wait, killed him this... with the one punch, but he continues to like slap his ears. Oh, God. He does the ear thing. He kicks him in the balls as hard as he can. Does this happen bef- <laughs> before the other the incident at the like barber shop or whatever? I can't remember. <laughs> no, the the, the barbershop is kind of the classic incident that happens after this because okay. this this is basically where he fully runs afoul of Delaney's yeah yeah and, yeah and yes. his apparatus. We don't meet Delaney until a little bit later. Well, the sheriff is where we meet the sheriff. Yeah, the sheriff, sheriff, sheriff Baron Harkonnen, Sheriff Baron Harkonnen, Sheriff Harkonnen. Is it McMillan? Is that the actors? The actors? Yeah, Kenneth so McMillan, like I believe, is his actual yeah. name. Who is great. Not so quite, not quite doing the Clifton James J W Pepper thing. I would have liked him to do. But, no, uh, he's the second big. to last movie before he passed away at the age of thirty-nine. I'm mm. Sheriff Hawkins. I don't believe we've met. <laughs> we haven't. <laughs> no, no, we haven't. But he, like, yeah, he's Wait, he's one of those. Here? What are you doing? He's one of those sheriffs that's kind of in the pocket of the. But he's not like a fully evil sheriff either. He just doesn't see. He's, he's an ineffectual pawn. Of, he's an ineffectual pawn. He's. It's not like he wants to do good either. He's just sort of like, can we all just sort of like not have any? Can I just collect, you know, collect my money from this guy and not have to do anything? But he's not fully like enforcing stuff for the no, for he's Delaney the, he's either. He's not like Roscoe P. Coltrane. No. But he's a, he's interesting. He, he basically just wants Malone just out of his town so that the uh, Delaney can get back to buying up property for whatever. Oh, he did. We do find out that he has a, an insidious purpose for buying. We up do find all out towards the end why he's There's buying all the property. Really, information dump at the end. Yeah, because you do kind of wonder. It is just some some nowhere town, and then people are like, this guy runs a mechanic shop, and the guy's like, the, you, you kind of go like. Dude, the guy wants to buy your property? Sell him your property. Move away what from here. What the fuck do you care? Yeah. No, there's... <laughs> it's the principle. I'm waiting for thing. Michael Bay to come and buy this decrepit gas station for his music videos. I'm waiting for Cindy Crawford to shoot a, music, to shoot a commercial for Pepsi at this place. I mean, yeah. it looks like that. But you're kind of like, this gas station slash mechanic shop in the mountains of Oregon has been in my family for almost 10 years. <laughs> I'm not letting it go. You're just like, just sell your, who cares? Move to another yeah. dumb mountain village with your money. Other <laughs> gas stations. Shit. It's just a weird thing to fight for. I don't, I don't, yeah. I never understand that sort of thing. But yeah, so, so. He, yeah. K- he kicks the shit out of this guy. Yeah. And then this is when we finally meet Delaney. Is Cliff Robertson. Cliff Robertson. Oscar winner Cliff Robertson. Probably most famous now for playing Uncle Ben in the mm. uh, Sam Raimi. The Speederman movies. Speederman movies. About George Speederman. George Speederman. Uh, and he's great. He's having a good time. And he's playing, yeah, Delaney is like, so we don't know exactly what, what his deal is yet, but he's got all these shady dudes that work but for him. He has evil landlord vibes, yes. for sure, and he's just trying to buy up everything. It's just, ba- it's just bad And news. he kind of svengoolies all of his dudes. Like, he, he's got this. He's kinda, got a gang. It's culty. He's got a gang of boys. Yeah. He's, he's got gra- his boys. His plans are grandiose. It turns out, yeah. Tension rises as, as he... You know, well, then, we, then he sends he sends some dudes. Well, I guess first first Joe tries to seduce 
Malone. She wants a ride on the wild Maloney pony. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, don't you like me? He's like, yeah, yeah I like you. Yeah. Better uh, better go. <laughs> I'll uh, fuck you. Um but Literally. yeah, I, this is this is a, a speech that Cliff Robertson makes because he's like swearing yes. he's swearing in new members, so he's like running a, a kind of like racist cult sort of thing. Yes, he's a, he's a white of, nationalist. He's a white nationalist. He's like, we are determined to set this country right. Now recite after me. I state your name, and then they go, I state, I state your, your name. name. <laughs> <laughs> Dedicate my brain, my body, and my soul to our sacred covenant. Even in the face of torture and death, I will not give up the secrets of the blah blah. And you're like, what secrets? What is? What are we doing they're here? Just, they're just, they're just yeah. Shriners. <laughs> they're just Shriners. Shriner type stuff. It was pretty vague as to what they were for a while. Then they all put their fezes on and get into the tiny cars and drive away. <laughs> 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 yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, and then he kicks that, and then he kicks the fat guy's ass. He breaks his jaw, and then we also find out that he kicked him so hard in the balls that he will, he probably will not be able to have children. Good. Good. That's, That's a how, detail that we get. This is how we. <laughs> well, he's a white nationalist. It's eugenics. Yeah. Someone like yeah, like a guy. Conf- it's uh, Tracy Walter. Yes, is is a member of the bad guy squad, and he confronts him. He's like, you know, my brother can't have children now. And Burt Reynolds goes, that could uh, that could be a blessing. <laughs> Sucks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of course, but uh, yeah, uh, yes. Okay, so um, this is this is the probably. Maybe the the only famous scene from this movie where he's con- where he Tracy Walter confronts him in the barbershop. Mm. I don't know if any scene in this movie is particular. It's famous to me. I mean, I I had never seen any scene in this movie or even really heard of this movie before I watched it just this week. Mm. Oh, it's it's probably but only, really only like legendary it. to me and my high school buddies. I mean, I've seen this a bunch. Yeah, uh, but yes, we like he, it's it's Shane. It's like a western of any other kind where a good man drifts into town and is overpowers Shakes all of the, up. the dumb henchman and evil main guy. Yeah. But Tracy Walter's kind of a drunken buffoon, and he's she's real shook up by uh, yeah. the fact that his fat brother won't be able to have kids anymore, possibly, <laughs> and because uh, Burt Reynolds kicked him in the nuts so hard, and so Burt's getting a haircut in the barbershop. Uh, the guy from The Walking Dead is there too. There's witnesses. And he comes in, and this is a classic case of a movie trying, like, just having it both ways, <laughs> where he's got the he's got his newspaper, you know, because you read your newspaper at the barbershop. Yeah, of course. And Tracy Walters got, I'm gonna blow your brains out, Malone. He's like, <clears throat> I got a uh, gun under here. You want to find out? Wanna find out about uh, my gun? He's like, I don't believe you. He's like, well, and he's like poking his. Fi- well, we find out later. He's like poking his finger, you know, out, mm-hmm. of, out of the newspaper, and then eventually Tracy Walters goes like. I don't know. You seem like a better man than me. I, I don't think I don't think I want any of this. And then he walks out. And so you're like, wow. And then Burt Bert Reynolds wow, conflict like, solved. Burt Reynolds like pulls his finger out, and everybody goes, wow. What you did that? You solved that without violence. That's really cool. <laughs> you goofball. That's the end of this scene, right? And then Tracy Walters walks out, and his brother or buddy or whatever goes like, you're a pussy. Go in there and kill him. He's like, you're right. He walks back in there, starts just <laughs> unloading into an empty barber chair. A big ass gun too. <laughs> With a big ass gun, and Bert is right there, and he goes like, now I'm gonna, and now I'm also gonna kill you because I did actually have a gun. Yeah. And he's got his like special weird his his Malone gun. Yeah. And he blows a hole about the size of a basketball. <laughs> Tracy Walter. It's really violent. I rewound and watched this over and over <laughs> so again. Good. You're just like, damn, what kind of gun is that? Good stuff. That shit is crazy. Good stuff. So things are escalating. Yeah. Well, then, then Delaney sends some hitmen mm-hmm. over to rub out Malone. Shouldn't have done that. Should have done it. 
Uh, and Malone, it Malone is living in the house. Yes, with his with these guys. Yeah, he's like uh, living upstairs from in Scott Wilson's house. When he's not doing violence, doing righteous violence, he's just laying on the bed. Yep. Or he's like fishing with uh, Scott. <laughs> or he'll go fishing, and then they'll talk about their Vietnam yeah. experiences. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, but these, yeah, these two hit men show up, and the, first there's this really horrible scene where they're like, they're they've got Cynthia Gibb in their in their claws. Yeah, and they're threatening her. Oh to make sure man, that she stays quiet. Oh god, I'm, gonna po- I'm actually going to really post good. this clip because uh, this is this is a quintessential example of the fantastic action and violence of this movie. It was so good, like when. When she screams his name, like yeah. right before it all goes down, it was like, They're like, when are you gonna go over there and get Malone? And you're gonna stay real quiet. Yeah. So one of the one of the evil people they make her pump the gas. It's really and he's got his hand. Oh yeah, they make her like hand over her hand and he's squeezing it and she's like, don't you say nothing to get no to get Malone and we cuts cuts back to Malone and he's just sitting on his bed. And and then another guy's creeping into the house. And some and somehow um, I think she does scream alone. She was alone. And this she screams it so loud and yeah. like intense. It's like I had to write it down because that. That's was the most like famous so thing in the movie to me. Is yeah. that when she screams him? Well, name. this is this is this leads to the iconic shot of yeah of Bert holding the shotgun in a very strange posture. Yeah. So he blows the one guy out the fucking window. The violence is so over the top and like unreal and like cartoonish. It's wonderful. He gets shot too. Well, as soon as she screams his name, he immediately like barrel rolls off the bed. Yeah. At, like <laughs> missing the bullet that comes through the window at like the exact time. Yeah. Yeah. Blows this guy through the window and it takes out like the window pane, the window itself, and, and like some surrounding wall around it. Guy goes falling out the window and then Bert like jumps down the, like this this outer stairway, and then the the, the other guy is like, ah, I don't want none of this, and he gets in the car, but it, the car pulls away, leaving like gas pouring out of the yeah. out of the tank, and so Bert just fires his shotgun in the general direction of this car, and it's very funny looking. He just goes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So and good. the car just goes boom, <laughs> blows the fuck up. So that didn't go well for them. Delaney doesn't like this at all. Well, yeah, but okay. So they they uh, there's the sh- there's the thing in the cop car too. Right after this. Oh yes, because they put him into they because Malone's been shot. He's he's hurt bad. Yeah, Malone gets shot in this process. Oh That's yeah, right. This, yeah, and yeah. They yeah. put him in the back of the cop car to take him to the hospital, but then he realizes the cop is in on it. He's going to try to kill him too. Well, because they're like they put him in the cop car and they're like, we're going to the hospital. Just stay very still, and just you can't really move around. And then the cop starts shot me. <laughs> starts fucking He's driving like around. an absolute maniac, yeah. bumping it all around, like smiling like a crazy guy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you worry, Malone. We're going to fix you up real good. <laughs> uh, uh, you're, Malone you're doesn't like this. Stop driving. <laughs> you're doing a bad job. Um, um, oh, and what happens is... Uh, the, his hand, his FBI handler lady is given a vial of poison to poison him in the yeah. hospital. Meanwhile, yeah. Yes. And I guess she's like, sure. Yeah. But- <laughs> she's, she's gotten orders. Oh, there's, there's another um, uh, uh, running motif through this where uh, Cliff Robertson respects Malone. And right. And I love that kind of shit where he's like... Like Malone will do something fucked up, and it's like bad for Cliff, Cliff Robinson's plan, but he can't help but smile a little bit because oh, yeah. admit, and he he's constantly, him. yeah, he's constantly trying to recruit Malone too to his cause. Yeah, like, I want this man on my side. He's so good at violence. And then, and then when he like some guy goes like, "Do you want me to go kill him for you, boss?" He took out he took out two of your men, blew them both up. He's like, "No, give him the respect of sending the professionals after him." And that's when he contacts Lauren Hutton. 
Yeah. And that Lauren Hutton's going to like supposedly come take care of him. Are you, missing, all... are you missing him alone? Yes. I am missing one <laughs> Malone. Missing one Malone. Please return it immediately. <laughs> also, it's here that we find out that Malone has uh, left two missions incomplete, and he just kind of left. <laughs> like, he didn't officially retire. Yeah. But I mean, you, you see, you see his, whole, like, his whole dossier, and yeah. it's like, he's done some fucked up shit, too. Like, it's pretty heavily implied that he helped, like, overthrow, you know, like, regimes, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. democratic, he's democratic. A, he he overthrew dude. the democratically elected, uh, he's was, he was in Chile. In Chile, yeah. He's in Chile in 77. Yeah. He might have pulled the trigger on, uh, yep. what's his face that himself. <laughs> you know, <who laughs> Pinochet is the bad one, but there's a, there's a good one that got killed. Allende. Allende. I got it. I pulled it. Good job. Way to go. So, anyways, we cut back to Bert. He's driving around this yokel sheriff or uh, you know cop guy is driving around in the car. It's not good. Bert like leans over, grabs the steering wheel, and swerves the car like into a tree. Yeah, this kills the main the guy the cop driving it. And Bert's like hanging on by a thread. Yeah, he gets put in the hospital, but the but uh, Cliff Robertson's got guys positioned outside. So as soon as he gets out, they're gonna take him out. I liked the part after this where where the one, where one of the cops goes back to the sheriff and he's like, "So something's up, sheriff." And sheriff's like, "Uh huh." He's like, "He's dead." Oh, too bad about Malone. No, not Malone. The other guy. Our guys. <laughs> Sorry, I should have been more <laughs> should have been more clear about that. <laughs> How'd you get in here? Who are you? How'd you get in here? I'm a locksmith, and I'm a locksmith. <laughs> God damn that Malone. I love him so. He's so good, but kill him. But uh, I love him. He's the best. Um, He's so the best. Malone's in the in the hospital, and then Lauren, Lauren Hutton shows, shows up, up, and we find out pretty quick that she's not going to do her. She's lo- no. She loves Malone. It, it's like they might have had a romance. Yeah, and they resume. In the past. It. They rekindle their romance. And that leads to one the of the- embers are still burning. It does lead Smolder. to one of the only emotionally affecting. Mo- this movie is not interested in being emotionally affecting at any at any turn, but at one point it is surprisingly so, because she like aids in his escape. They mm-hmm. like swap. Uh, they swap with another patient, and she gets him out of there, takes him to a secret hideout, so he can convalesce without having to worry about anything. And then they resume their relationship, their mm-hmm. uh, love affair. They sleep together. And she's like, I would never kill you, Malone, and blah, blah, blah. They love each other. He's like, that's great. I uh, love you, too. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of car you drive. <laughs> By the way, speaking of cars, I always love in movies from this time period, especially these action movies where, like, everybody, because they're, they're mostly stunt-oriented and stuff, so, like, everybody drives, like, crappy cars. Oh, yeah. Like, she's just driving a, like, a cream-colored Buick. Yeah. <laughs> so it's easy to destroy it, whatever. Yeah, whatever so when we need to, to flip it over or whatever, it's no big deal. <laughs> we can put, put, a roll, put a roll bar in it and put it and tip it over the cliff. It's yeah. fine. They probably got it from a junkyard. Yeah, it painted over it and stuff. Um, but yes, yeah, so you see them canoodling a little bit, and there's and some fireplace uh, lovemaking. And then Malone decides, uh, you know what? There's been a lot of sticky wicket. I'm gonna just get out of here. Get out. I'm gonna say bye. Hey, maybe you should. Uh, Maybe you should just leave. Fix my Whatever. car. Whatever. Where's my car? Watch out for yourself. I'm out of here. And meanwhile, uh, is it someone that we know has been sent? It's one of uh, Delaney's dudes. One of Delaney's he's like, it's dudes. like one of his main henchmen. Yeah, he's kind of a Henry Silva type. He's not Henry Silva, but he's got yeah. a weird, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah, like yeah. a Silva type weird face. I forget what the guy's name is. He's yeah. got a funny name. I recognize it from other stuff. But he goes in there and kills Lauren Hutton. With he, plastic, the plastic, right? Yeah, he plastic chokes bag. her with a plastic bag. Gnarly. Gnarly yeah. stuff. And Malone goes back there, finds her in a in a bathtub, dead. And then he's like, oh, "I'm gonna have to get this. Guy. Have to kill everybody." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And and, that, and indeed he does. Like that's the very. He just gets in his car and drives to Delaney's compound. And Delaney is like, 
Malone escaped. All right, everybody, get your guns. Come on, get the guns. Come here, take a gun. What are you doing? What are you doing over here? He's just like, get out, get out. Go to the, go to the, go to the stables. He's just barking at people. It's really funny where he like goes to his big gun case. He's like, hey, you get one, and you get one. You don't get one. Just kidding. Hey. Uh, <laughs> but this this final action scene is like a combination of the clim- the climax of Commando and Witness. Yes, because it's like the same deal as just one guy taking out a whole army, but it's at Barnes. It's and like but also Bert has like vague superpowers in it. Yes. <laughs> well, it's Bert. It's Malone. Well, it's just like like you know he goes like he goes up to the uh, to the one like the barn or whatever, and and he. Uh, he tricks a couple of guys. You know, he'll he'll like get the drop on multiple dudes. Yeah. But at one but at one point, a guy like is in the barn and he just hears something and he climbs up into the hayloft and a big bale, bale of hay somehow just like <laughs> magically appears and knocks him off the off the roof and he yeah. dies. Hey. I love the variety. There's a weird hey. variety. There's a we- weird variety of deaths in this <laughs> uh, where people get blown away or get hit by a bale of hay, a swinging bale of hay. He, well, he's, he, and he's, or just gets immediately exploded. He strangles, or he he suffocates the guy who killed Lauren Hutton. Yeah, turns like, out he like says, it? "How do you like it, huh?" Uh, but no, this is this is how you, this is perfectly sets the tone for for this movie and this end, where like when he's giving up before he gives out guns to everybody. Yeah, like someone goes up to Cliff Robertson and goes, "Telephone's been cut." And then he like almost looks at the camera. I'd have been goes, disappointed. Like, yeah. I would have disappointed. Been, I would have been disappointed at anything else. He loves God, it. I love he that Malone. He's it. so good, and he's gonna kill me. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Malone. Okay, so here's just here, this is just a series of fun gags where Malone bumps people off. There's one that's really weird, mm-hmm. where there's like a little shack. Do you yes. remember this? Yes, yes. It's so strange. Yeah, he throws a hand grenade in there. Oh, when he, he walks a- in, it almost looks like an outhouse. I think he like lures a guy into the shack, <laughs> yeah. and then he jumps out the window, and then the guy goes into the shack. And then Malone just blows tosses up. a grenade into it, and then blows the shack blows up. Of course, and this body but the way goes that flying. they do this yeah. is so strange because there's a cut. Of there's course. a quick cut. The guy yeah. walks in the quick cut, and you expect that there's going to be like a dummy getting blown out the door, but it's a real stunt man. <laughs> the thing, the, sh- the thing blows up, and you see this real guy do a real weird. It's just a yeah. weird stunt. I don't remember if I recorded that. There's so much, like, there's one thing that I'm absolutely going to share from this final mm. bloodbath that is just wonderful and, and weird. Uh, and it's in the, he, he goes up to the top level of a barn, and this is um, another main henchman. I can't remember yeah. which one. Um, well, there's the blonde guy, and he gets the drop on him. I think it's the blonde guy. That's right. And they're up at the top of this barn. Yeah. And uh, Malone has the drop on him. He's pointing yeah. the gun right at his face, and the guy's going like, "You're the good guy. You can't You're not kill shoot me." me. He Wrong. says, "So what are you gonna do? Shoot me like this? A man like you? I don't think so." And while he's doing this, he's pulling a knife or something like he's that. He's got a, a little gun in his sleeve. I didn't. The way that I was watching it, I missed that those those oh, parts. Yeah. So, and I wish that it actually went this way. It's still great. <laughs> but if he just he just goes up, wrong. If it had happened without him pulling the knife, I would have loved that. But but what happens immediately after this is even better, and I will be posting this, is he blows him into this like hole yeah. in the barn, and he kind of like slides into the hole and drops another 20 feet. Oh, yeah. It's just weird. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's just strange detail. Uh, uh, so now he's got one. He's got to have his final confrontation with Cliff Robertson. Yeah, and Cliff Robertson is like, hey, I'm a white nationalist, and I'm buying all this <laughs> hey. property to because uh, we're just, we've got splinter cells all over the country, and we're going to take over the country again. We are the we are the pure race. We must get rid of the traitors within the country. Mm. And he's got like a he's got like a I don't even know what it means, but he's got like a bunch of computers. He and has like just, a whole fucking control center. They yeah, got, they got an opscom for white just, nationalism. With all of this, 
gear and stuff, you can only imagine what my plans might be. We can log into Reddit on every one of these computers. <laughs> we can start a bulletin board service. We can start 16chan. 32chan. You hmm. name it. Uh, There's going to be so much hentai. Look at all of those servers. <laughs> you can only imagine what my plans are going to be. They're very evil. We don't really find out, but he's going to use his <laughs> a farm to take over yeah. the country or something like that. You can only imagine. It's like, you know, it's militia stuff. Yeah, total malicious type stuff. And then, uh, what is, does Malone kill him before he blows up the barn? I think he blows up the barn with him in it. Yeah, he blows up the barn with him inside. Okay, so the guy's immobile somehow. He's, cause he's walk, he's walking like Malone's like leaving. I don't think, I don't think, I think Cliff Robertson, Cliff Robertson tries to recruit him. He's like, we could use a man like you. you should oh, yeah. Come and, you should come here. He's like, no. This is actually a really fascinating detail because he's, Cliff Robertson's saying all this shit about the pure race or whatever. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, this is, so this is what happens. And this is, this is the way that they should have done the scene in the barn. Yeah. Cliff Robertson, I don't even think, has a gun on him or anything. He's like, and then he says the pure race stuff. And then, it, and then he concludes with, we're so much alike. And Malone goes, I'm afraid you're right. <laughs> Weird, yeah. but then he kills him. Yeah, you hear him go, and then it cuts to just to just Malone casually just ambling around. And the, and the sheriff cool. is there. He's like, Malone, I want to talk Bartonin. to you. Yeah, it's me. What have you been up Ma to, Malone? Malone? Did you know that he who controls the spice controls the universe? <laughs> he is the Quetzal Tataract, Malone. <laughs> Malone is the Quetzal Tataract. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and he's, he's just—I think he even has like his hands in his pockets. Yep. He's like, "How's it going?" <laughs> yeah, I don't. Well, he's got, he's got a gun, and he just <laughs> casually tosses it aside. Uh, down with that. How you doing, Baron Hey, uh, what do you think about that barn? Yeah, Baron. Yeah, look at that barn nice over there. Barn. I don't know. It looks fine. Boom! Just huge explosion. Huge explosion. I think barn. they used a model for this barn too, because it blows up so. Yeah, it's big. <laughs> and like triumphant music is playing, like heroic music's going. <laughs> it's great. And he's walking it away. It is weird. Oh, there's, and there's this great shot of him walking towards the camera, and the entire rest of the frame is just flames. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. It's fucking. Uh, sick. Not, and then, and then the movie, the movie cuts to. Uh, it, it ends and cuts to like his ID card being burned. He's burning, he's burning he's another, burning ID another card. social security but, but card. But then, then, as the credits roll, it just cuts back to Burt Reynolds walking away from the explosion again. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> that's how it is. And that's the end of the movie. How about Malone. that uh, barn blown up? Yeah, that barn. Pretty, pretty Bl amazing. Blew it up. I blew it up. I mean, he must have used. Well, he I sees. Don't know. He sees. <laughs> there's a there's a shot where he goes and sees like the arsenal that's inside the bar. Oh, okay. So and that, so that's what he uses to to nuke it so bad. It really blows up something. It really blows up because it's like he's got all these these cartons of explosives in there. So he just blows that yeah. up and then. <laughs> it's what's a great way to end the thing. He even like pulls. He like I think he pulls like his hand out without a gun, like a. A redo of the barbershop scene. He's like pointing his gun like this, his hand like this at Durning and Durning's, or no, not Durning, uh, Harkonnen. And Harkonnen's going like, ah, ah. So like he survives, but he gets defeated by Malone as well. And who knows what happens to Malone? He's he'll in the just, wind. He'll w drift off to another mountain town and help another group of people. Burt Reynolds walks up to the whiteboard, writes Malone on the whiteboard. Yeah. Then an S, then oh. a dollar sign. <laughs> I would have watched the shit out of that. But of course, this movie didn't make any money, uh, so we never had. I our mean, chance. allegedly the movie's not very good. On the other hand, Counterpoint, mm. it's great. Counterpoint is the greatest movie ever made. Yeah, this movie rules. I, th I think it fucking rules, but like it's, um, it is silly. It is really silly, but no, that's why I like it though. I like how how fast it's like almost cartoonishly fast paced. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, it's just it's it's almost a parody of a Burt Reynolds. I think it, it functions both as a parody yeah. of this kind of movie and as a straight version of it at the same time. It's that kind of thing. Um, this is when he's about to leave um, the teenage girl. I can't remember Cynthia the, Gibb. Cynthia Gibb. Joe. And she goes, this is, good. this is a good line. Or she goes, like, you know, Malone, I was thinking maybe we could, you know, a little something, something. And he's like, nah. And she's like, <laughs> uh, and she goes, in five years, I'll be older. And he goes, me too. So will I. <laughs> <laughs> That's really great. Uh, this movie has a very, what now you would say, a sort of a direct-to-video vibe. Like, it's, you know, you could imagine, absolutely. like, you know, Marco Zoror or something is in this, or, like... Whoever, you know, or Michael Jai White or something like that, just showing up and being like, yep, I uh, don't want to be an assassin anymore, so now I'm here. Yeah. This is, this is another line between those two, just on the same on the same subject matter. And thank God that at no point do they hook up, because that would... Oh. I, I mean, he does would, kiss her on the mouth. He does, but he but it's in the same way that he kisses that child on the mouth in Sharky's Machine. machine. <laughs> I don't know. But she, this is her going like, you're not so old. And he goes... You have no idea. And you're like, whoa, how old are it's you, Not the dude? years, honey. It's the mileage. <laughs> I'm a thousand years old. I'm a uh, vampire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm a vampire. I uh, I work for the Pope. It's like blood. Fight demons. <laughs> demons. For the Pope. I Vatican. Crash, you know. I crash weddings. You ever see that uh, Da Vinci Code? That's me. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it. I don't know if I have any other lines. Uh, this Burt is him. Reynolds. This is him discussing his uh, his nom career with um, Walking Dead. Nom. He goes. Uh, I was in uh, nom in uh, 1961. <laughs> Wasn't he goes, is that a little early? He's, That's a little early, is it? Not for what I was supposed to do. Nah. <laughs> Not for what I was supposed to do. Wow, man. This dude really like overthrows governments. He said they never really talk about it much, but he's he, his, he was evil in his oh, yeah. life. I'm glad he dropped that. Right. It's kind of interesting how little time they put into the fact that he wa- that the, he's working for the government and the government's evil. That's, That's the like best a tiny part. Little yeah, detail. that is the best part. I feel like if it was now, they would make sure we had way more context than we needed. Yeah, yeah. like the Lauren Hutton character would be like absolutely nefarious. She would be like, you know, like it's something like that. Yeah. There would be like a whole thing where he's like, Malone, you know, we can't use people like you. We grow conscience, Malone. Yeah, none of that. Our government does what we need to do. <laughs> That kind of bullshit. They don't do that shit here. No, it's classic. But it's but it's all but it's all there too. Because yeah. again, the movie is delightfully concise. Yes. Uh, ratings. Three and a half Juds. Yeah. It's pure. It's it is primo. Yeah. It's uh it's like when you it's like when this is the movie version of you're doing the drug deal and you stick the knife into the bag of heroin and you take a little taste and you're like yeah this shit's good. Yeah, that's the stuff. That's, uh, that's not stepped on at all. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it like a Douglas and a half for, for Cynthia Gibb. Yeah, but you know, not you don't. You don't see you don't anything. See but again, it's not for me. It's not a judge. It's not a barometer of nudity. It's a vibes sure. thing. Yeah. Um, and just like you know, she puts on a little slinky nightshirt and walks over to his room. That's true. <laughs> she's really uh, she's really making the subtext text, and he's still yeah. like, no, 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 can't do it. No, not gonna do it. What are you? What are you? Eighteen? Um, no, too good. Uh, and I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 hollow Tracy Walters. Yeah, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Basketball-sized wound in Tracy Walters. Yeah. yeah, anytime someone gets shot, it's just boom. boom. It's, it's, it's very explosive. It's very silly. Literally. Uh, uh, God, I want to give it four, but it really isn't a good movie. <laughs> I feel like four oh. is for like the good, like actual good movies, but it's like a really high three and a half. I look forward to watching this movie again. It's just brisk and silly, cartoonish, 
you can laugh throughout the whole thing. It never takes itself too seriously, yeah. but it's also not like so silly that you're kind of like, oh well, you thought you guys were you were trying to make a silly the dumb movie, and I, I kind of don't like that either. Yeah, it's a real delight. I think this is this is a, a kind of a treasure. <laughs> I feel like just the, it's it's cartoonish and fast paced. It's Burt Reynolds in, in almost self parody mode. Yeah, it's perfect. But three and a half, but three and a half juds. I'll give it like a half jud for the stuff. A half Douglas. Uh, you, you know, there's not really. It's all he does. There's like sort of a, I don't know, foggy lensed, semi sexy. I mean, you can Lauren basically Hutton. see the outline of his dick in those jeans. No, I'll give it a. I'll give it one jud for the outline of Bert's dick in those jeans. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And I'll give it ten out of ten outlines of Bert's <laughs> yes. dick in those jeans. There you go. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I am going to give this four Juds. I love it. I liked this movie so much. I had such a good time with it. Even if the action and everything was self-parodying, it's kind of funny because I haven't seen a lot of Burt Reynolds movies. So this was just like, I don't know. This this was awesome for me. And um, I loved the exploding barn at the end as he's walking away. And I loved the burning of the ID card at the end, too. It's just so extreme. <laughs> um, this was just a lot of fun. And I really liked the friendship between him and the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very sweet. At one point, when he's he has to like kick the guy, he has to kick Bird out of his house because he's like, "There's just trouble. We got to get this out of here." He like slips and slides down the stairs. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, it's and actually Bert doing it. I think it might be an accident. Yeah, I think it looks. It's, yeah, it's it actually great. it has that golf balls in a bucket sound effect <laughs> from Scooby Doo. Like <laughs> um, but no, I really like this movie. Um, I'm gonna give it zero Douglases because nothing really happened and. Uh, even though I convinced Travis to give it half a Douglas <laughs> for the, the dick in jeans. Um, in, and in then those jeans. <laughs> I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 barn trap doors that that guy slid through. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, po- I'll be posting that and a couple a couple other things for this movie. He, he literally just like slid through a <laughs> trap so door in the there barn. There should have been a slide whistle sound effect over it's, that. That scene is some, sums up the whole movie where it's violent and perfunctory but, and you're also like, was that supposed to be as funny as I yeah, thought it was? And you're, I don't you're know. You're smiling too. Uh, it was like yeah. that uh, seems like it maybe was but also I can't tell. <laughs> it was like that, that TikTok where the cop goes down the slide. <laughs> oh my God, I watched that so many <laughs> yeah. times. That <laughs> uh, that his body was just a rag doll. It's good stuff. Everybody seek out Malone. I'm t- I'd be surprised if you don't f- if most people don't find this to be delightful in some have way. A good time. Yeah. It's quite and, and again, 90 fucking minutes. Oh well, I found the next movie to be delightful as well. If you don't want to have a good time, <laughs> but but maybe do. Mm. Uh, <laughs> this is for, for more refined tastes, I would say. Yeah, or, yes. or let's say rarer let's, tastes. Let's, let's say that you might require a sophisticated palate <laughs> to enjoy this one. Yeah. To enjoy 1996's The Maddening it's by Danny Houston. Inexplicably directed by Danny Houston, who apparently did, did movies for a while. Oh, my God. Has it been an accident? Is my wife hurt? She was supposed to arrive last night never showed up. Hi. Come on, come in the house. I'll bet you're hungry. <laughs> oh, my God. Georgina has it in her head, but you are her sister. I really need to see your husband, okay? Roy's working on your car. Don't lock me in this room. I'll do anything you want, but you gotta let me out. You gotta see my little girl. Just let me out of this house! 
got your trace back on your suspected family slayer. Was it a woman with a little child, a, a little girl? Mr. Scudder told her to take old Highway 50. What makes you think you're going to find your wife and your daughter around my dirty old garage? I think he directed Mr. six North? movies. He's got to. Yeah, he's, that is of course. He has to. John, somebody, John some, Houston's son. Yes. Somebody on Twitter pointed out to me that he directed the BTS for the Ilya and Alexander Salkid Santa Claus movie with John Lithgow and Dudley Moore. He weird. did like behind the scenes. You just said like, so made the, many did the making of doc. <laughs> That's really weird. Um, uh, Danny Houston, my son. My son is a limey. <laughs> Give my son a job. He's a limey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Danny Houston did has done pretty well for himself as an actor. I don't. I don't know if maybe his. Uh, Directing was his uh, raison d'etre. Mm. Uh, well, but, not but judging again, by this film, finding out finding out that he directed a movie is interesting enough. I, I've enjoyed his work. Uh, finding out that he directed a movie like this is very interesting. Well, it's apparently based on a novel <laughs> called Playmates. Yes, I forget who wrote the novel, uh, and it's got a weird tone. The maddening? Yeah. Yes, it does. It's very, it really it does. Very Doesn't arch, it? a little bit cartoonish, certainly deliberately heightened. It reminded me of the Vagrant. I yeah, I saw that. I could see it. Didn't we do that on the show? Yes. Yeah, with Bill Paxton. I don't like that movie. Well, I don't necessarily I like, like that this too much that. either. It's just more like just the way that it, the style of the of the compositions, the like music. The whole, I mean, I think this is trying to be funny. It is. I think this movie's interest, very interested in ickiness. Yeah. Um, the guy who wrote it, I think the guy who wrote the book that it's based on is V.C. Andrews' Ghostwriter. No shit. Yes. That's cool so because V.C. Andrews, rules. the writer of Flowers, and, that, and actually when we were watching this and we found that out, it made it make a lot more sense mm-hmm. because this is like... Uh, like a kind of extra gross version of a Tennessee Williams sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like it's like t- Texas Chainsaw meets Tennessee Williams. It, it yes. reminded me of Eaten Alive a little bit too. Uh, yeah. Should we should we do a VC Andrews episode? Ooh, I'm sure we could. could. Does did VC Andrews do anything other than flowers in the? Oh attic? yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah well, VC Andrews passed away after flowers sometime after flowers in the attic, and this guy uh, took over took, the brand. Took over the took over the brand, okay. and wrote something else. Wrote uh, has has an actual credit in there too. But that that should help explain what whatever kind of movie <laughs> this is when <laughs> if and when you decide to watch the batting, which is hard to find. I had to watch it on VHS. It was hard to find. It's a good movie, but it was kind of was per- it's the perfect movie to watch on VHS. You don't really feel like I you're losing. I believe it is that. rentable on YouTube. Okay, uh, I found it on some sketchy ass nefarious website. Yeah. semi-licit. I think, but it was. I think if you're gonna watch any of these, (laughs) maybe watch maybe watch Malone first. But if you if you find yourself wondering up the level of challenge, I watched these in reverse chronicles. So I started with this one. I did a weird. I did Malone, Sharky's The Maddening. So I kind of was all over the place. Oh, this is what Niederman. His name is Niederman, the guy who wrote the book, and his VC Andrews ghostwriter. But he also wrote The Devil's Advocate. Oh yeah, Very fucking the cool. book the, the book that the Devil's Advocate is based on. Yes, interesting. Uh, yeah, so he's that's he's, about the devil is a lawyer. Yeah, he's the devil's advocate. That's interesting because <laughs> lawyers are evil. So the idea of like a devil being a lawyer They're that's de- like evil. really appropriate. They're evil. <laughs> Delight. Uh, anyway, uh, that's that's really f- clever. So at the beginning of this movie, there's a there's a nice couple. There's a cute ass little girl. Yeah, and. Uh, Mommy and Daddy and and their daughter. It's Mia Sarah is the uh, Mia Sarah and some guy McGillicuddy. Some guy McGillicuddy and the little girl is Danny Houston's daughter. 
I maybe no. Oh yeah, the little girl is yes. Yes. To make things extra confusing, there's another uh, another girl in this movie whose name is Hudson. <laughs> and and we guess thought that what? that was oh, but it's Hudson, not Houston. A great thing about that wait, the girl. Wait, maybe I got that wrong. Maybe I'm confused. The girl that's later. Yeah. She is the voice of Sarah from Land Before Time, and we just watched Tequila Sunrise that had the boy the voice of Littlefoot from Land oh Before Time. Oh my God! That's right. That Crazy. is Jill, uh, who yeah. who is Burt Reynolds maybe, and uh, Angie Dickinson's daughter. Maybe Ducky will be in the next movie we watch. <laughs> One could hope. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we start with, and it's our, it starts out weird. I mean, the the movie she can't do be. anything without doing it weird. Um, it, it begins with this like little girl. I mean, this is the kind of bullshit we're in store for. It begins with this shot of this little girl like in the yard, like sitting at a table with her dolly or whatever. Talking to her imaginary she's, like, friend Annabelle. To, yeah, she's talking to her imaginary friend Annabelle and then you hear this like eerie music and then like a guy comes up and grabs her and then the music goes yeah. and you're like, oh no, and then it's like, hi honey, I'm your dad. Daddy. And you're like, what the fuck was that? Well, yeah, intro shot, my first note was this little girl's getting kidnapped or killed for sure. Yes. And you know what? I wasn't wrong. No. Uh, the dad gives her a doll. She na- the doll. The doll's important. The doll's important. She names the doll Annabelle. She imprints her imaginary friend onto the doll. Yes. The doll can only say "I love you" in, in, a, in a rapid fashion. The doll goes "I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you." Mm. It's like somebody break that doll. I'm already annoyed. <laughs> Shut that doll the it's, fuck it's, up. It's so high pitched already. Yeah. You're kind of like, oh no. Hey kids, I'm talking crusty. Bing bada boom, I'm done. <laughs> And he's back from a big business. He's been gone for two weeks. Yeah. He's back, and uh, he, as he's about to have sex with his wife, tells her that he has to leave again. By the way, uh, the tie thing where he's trying to bone his wife with the tie on, it was just it's, it's so, so weird. Yucky. This is just, it's just like three there's minutes a, into the movie, and you're like, what? There's a lot of like, this is so how people yucky. have sex in the 90s. It's like, it's like <laughs> at least he took his socks off, but Jesus Christ. It's a huge Donald Trump-style tie, and he's and he's got in his boxers other did you, than that. Did you notice that like he was taking off his shirt with his tie still on? Like he wanted to well, leave they were talking, you know, like she's on the bed and he's in the closet and he's taking his clothes off and he's like taking he's leaving the tie on while he's like, I've never seen anything like, like he, this in my like life. He like it. it's the first thing you do when you're wearing a tie and you don't have to wear it anymore. You're just like, ah, oh, get this thing out of Because he wants to leave the tie on as a sex prop. She's like, he's a, you, he's she's a like, business you, boy. She's like, Can you take the tie off? And he's like, What tie are you talking about, baby? And then, she, and then she's like, well, what if it was a leash? And they got like all, I was like, mm. well, Don't threaten me with a good time, Mia Sarah. And then he's like, I gotta go to Texas also. And she's like, wait, fuck you. Everything, <laughs> like, is, so, everything is so like, this movie's not aware of how people are. It's like that kind of thing where he just got, he's for business. This is like the cop, the cop wife dynamic, except he yeah, just yeah. has a regular job where he's like, I just got back from Dallas, but I gotta leave again for my job. And she's for like, the new account, the you. new boss. I'm sick of you going and doing your job. Quit your job and stay with our kid. You're like, well, doesn't the job, I don't know, pay for your house? Yeah, and stuff? What you like, wouldn't you, it's, it's bizarre. Um, and somewhere, at some point in, during their pillow, pillow talk, he says, uh, I can't even spell dinosaur. And she goes, I know. Well, because he, he missed the little girl like learning learning to spell things like yeah. dinosaur. He's like, I can't even do that. I can't even spell dinosaur. And then he uses that same joke on his on his boss. And yeah, she doesn't. She is like for some reason we she's meet hashtag boss. girl boss. Yeah, and she's like this hot. I was like, oh great, is she, are they having an affair? But no, she's just like a hot, powerful boss who's like, hey, I'm sorry. Doesn't your wife know that you have a job and you have to like 
go on this <laughs> meeting. He's like, and she's like, well, I just need a little more time. She's like, time to do what? And he's like, oh, just a little more time. And she's like, time to work on your new resume. Yeah. And then, wah, and then wah. she puts her sunglasses on and walks away. It actually she's says hashtag badass. girl boss and yeah, walks away. Why do, we, why do we, th- this movie has nothing to do with this. Why do we meet his boss? Like, it's so strange that there's a scene yeah. with him and his boss. This movie has nothing to do with this, any of this shit. No. no. Doesn't have but we meet the boss. Well, it's the same reason we meet the sister and brother-in-law. Yeah, but I love that we meet them That's because they're fucking I mean, this cool. is all great. I'm just, it's a signifier of how yeah. weird and sloppy the movie is. But I, I do love this sort of stuff, like, like this, this conception of what a job is like. Of course, Danny Houston has no fucking clue what jobs are like. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and he's like, yeah, boss, uh, sorry, I know my job is going to places and doing my job, but I don't want to do it this time. And she's like, you have to do your job. It is your job. <laughs> he's like, all right. So he goes to do his job. And Mia Sarah is so mad that she's she like, I'm going to go to my sister's. She's like, I'm also going to leave. Mia Sarah, who's supposed to, who's ba- essentially the only sane person is in this entire movie. Not for long. Begins the movie by being doing a completely bizarre thing. Yeah. And they have where you're this, like, wait, what's going on? They have this old sports car. I don't know what kind of car it is. It's red. It's like a Corvette or something like that. It's a like vet. That. Uh, but it's it's... She, yeah, she decides to go off to her sister's in the sports car, and apparently, like people keep pointing out that she's like a space cadet. Yeah, this is a pretty space cadet thing to do. She's supposed to be kind of like a blousy. Oh, her like house is a little messy. Yeah, but <laughs> so when the husband gets back and finds out that oh she's gone, God. the house so is weird. a disaster area. I guess she just trashed it because in in a rage or something. Yeah. Well, he wasn't, like, he wasn't supposed to come back for two weeks, so. I thought he was only going for like another day and oh. he's going to be back or something. I don't know, but it I doesn't matter. Know. He gets th- back. He doesn't get back. I feel like he said he wasn't going anymore. He like, he like canceled the trip. I think he does. Trip. He maybe quits his job yeah. or cancels the trip Yeah, or he cancels the trip because he comes back with a bunch of flowers and right, uh, right. she thinks he's going to be gone, so that's why she goes to her sister's. The house so. looks like it's been tossed. And there's like a not. pot of boiling water on the stove. <laughs> but it's his tie. Yeah. This woman is insane, but she doesn't, um, up until later in the movie, she doesn't seem, she seems normal enough. But she trashed the whole house and left with the daughter. And he crucially cuts his hand on a broken plate. <laughs> yes. He, he, fl- like, he fumbles he and falls. falls. This movie's, I mean, we're not even in it at all. It's, it's already so weird. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. And, she- and, and, and Malone was not too much shorter than this, like only about five or six minutes shorter than this, but this felt a lot longer. Oh, this feels very long. Yeah. yeah. Because especially it devolves into, like I said, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It devolves into the sort of thing where just a bunch of crazy people are just screaming and shouting yeah. and being crazy. And you're like, I don't know if this counts for being a movie. Yeah. So the car, her car breaks down. At the side of the road there, at this gas station. This is the kind of movie where this sort of thing happens. And it's it's Burt Reynolds' gas station. <laughs> and Burt Reynolds is wearing a, some kind of hairpiece in this thing that's he insane. He does not look good. <laughs> he would he would live for another 20 years after this, mm-hmm. but he doesn't look like he's got that much that mo- much more in the tank in this movie. And, and another weirdly crucial running gag, she's like, oh, my name is Sarah Osborne or whatever. And they're like, the, the gas station guy's like, Osborne, you related to that Ozzy Osborne? And she's like, no. He, bite, he bit a head off of, of he a, bit a head off a You know, the old time heavy meddler is, is what they said. <laughs> and these guys, what are they? Wham, this, wham, is a movie, this is a movie that, like, spoiler alert, features things like incest and rape. And then also these guys going like, woohoo, Ozzy Osborne, the, like yeah, Bill and two, Ted. These two Bill and Ted uh, gas station guys, they're great. They're 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 innocents. Yeah, protect them at all costs. This movie, what and, kind he, of thing and is Burt this? Reynolds keeps going like, "That's a nice car you got there. Want to want to buy it? Want to sell it to me? Give me the car. Give me the car. I want the car." It's like no, and then she, and then he's like, "Well, I'll tell you a, sh- a shortcut that you can go to to get to where you're going." Uh, 
it's it's going to take you to my house, and then that'll be the rest of the movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, he pretends to fix the car and tells her to go on the shortcut. But uh, did we point out they're in Florida? Oh, that's right. It the all makes Florida, it all it makes a lot more Florida sense man. when you learn that it's in Florida. It's very Florida. -y. Florida maddening. Uh, so of course she drives off. the The directions that he gave her uh, were the directions just to his insane yeah. house. Yeah. And uh, where she's swiftly imprisoned, and he also like fucked up her car too. Yes. So her car craps out at the exact moment she essentially pulls by this house. So she walks up to the house, and uh, and that's where things get even crazier. Where Rose is like, "Hey, you're back. How's it going? <laughs> Fix your car. Uh, I live in this house. How's your car? Yeah. You want to be my wife? She's completely it's my house. So am I. It's my house. My wife. We're all, we're all insane. House. Insane house. <laughs> Crazy so, house. Yeah. The wife is Angie, Angie Dickinson. Dickinson. Angie Dickinson, who spent a solid. Two or three decades being the most beautiful woman on earth. Uh, I'm a huge Angie Dickinson fan. Mm. Uh, and and how'd, you, how'd you like her in this? Well, not the not maybe her best. I found this very amusing. I mean, she's fine. So, it, it so is. basically, what happens is Burt Reynolds brings her into the house. Angie Dickinson immediately starts referring to Mia Sarah as her dead sister. Yes. And the little yeah. girl as her dead sister's daughter. Marlene John. is her sister and, and Donna. Donna. And Donna. And they want the little girl to play with their daughter, Jill. Yes. And these people, all three of these people, uh, Angie Dickinson, Burt Reynolds, and the daughter, and the daughter are, are fully insane. Yeah. Even the daughter. I mean, Jill's probably 12. Yeah. Well, she's probably just been abused since she was Oh, yeah. Baby. I mean, I don't know why she wouldn't be. <laughs> So there's a lot of like trauma that has happened. They keep alluding to this baby, this mm -hmm. baby named Arthur. Arthur. Um, and and Burt Reynolds is like, you know, just humor my wife. She's like a little, you know, she went through a loss, and she's just kind of she, yeah. know, she's a little out there. But just humor her. We'll get your car fixed up in no time. <laughs> she's gonna uh, lock you in a room for a while, but well, uh, you know, just uh, humor. Yeah. Well, she, yeah, yeah. You're so, gonna have to pee in the corner. <laughs> so Mia Sarah hears her daughter. Uh, scream or something, and so she runs upstairs, and Angie Dickinson is like, "Oh, I think they're they're in this room. Let's let's open it up." Girls, we're coming in. Opens the door, has her go in first, and then just locks her in this dark room. And that's this is basically and what the movie is. And I the mean, window's boarded up from the outside. And she and doesn't stuff. freak yeah. out as much as I would. I think it's an interesting detail that this house is pretty nice. Yeah. Like they keep up. They're yeah. all insane, but they all—they're also like delusionally insane that they still are living normal lives. So they keep up housekeeping. Like there's not it, the yard yeah, looks normal. Yeah, this isn't like Miss Havisham's like no, fucking mansion. It's not in. I mean, parts of it are, but for the most part, you can just walk through the house and it looks like a perfectly nice, upkept house because they think that they're just like a a happy family, <laughs> but they're all completely gone. No, they're completely. They're completely nuts. like have made each one of them have had their own psychotic breaks in different mm. sorts of ways. Uh, but the like the, the daughter Jill grabs the little girl and <clears throat> basically makes her like puts a leash on her at one point, starts covering her in paint. So the daughter's got her own struggles that she's going with. Jill reads books upside down. She's she's gone. Uh, she sucks. Angie Dickinson like and then it's kind of like back and forth between Angie Dickinson and Burt Reynolds like which one is more evil. Because uh, Burt Reynolds keeps on, you, you, you kept, keep thinking at first, like, hey, look, I just love my wife and I want to humor her delusions. I don't think that you're her sister. I know what the deal is. And so you're like, oh, okay, so he's kind of crazy just because he wants to make his wife, but then he's but, got his yeah. own, he's got no, his own And shit. then you quickly realize that maybe his wife has, his wife and his daughter have 
lost their minds, but they've been like a victim of his like tyrannical, like violent abusiveness. And he's yeah. And we find out that he keeps hallucinating his father, <laughs> William Hickey, you the better, great William. You better who's fucking credited believe it's as William Daddy in, yes. in the cast. <laughs> Daddy Hickey, oh, yeah. she's beautiful. She's like very pretty there, oh, Maybe you should fuck her. Maybe you should try to rape her. It's the last time you you're going to get a piece of pussy. Ah, uh, yeah, you wouldn't do it. You're too much of a pussy. It's so now we're like, great, really he's, disgusting. he's messed up too. It's really gross. I'll take any hickey I can get. <laughs> and I mean that in uh, several do. ways. <laughs> but I love William Hickey. What a, what a strange man. Uh, famed uh, acting teacher as yeah. well. My uh, favorite William nice. Hickey role is an unusual one. It's it's the guy in who's also hiding out in My Blue Heaven. Oh yeah, he, he owns the vet, uh, <laughs> or the pet store. Excuse me. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he's always great. I wish I could remember the name of this movie, but there's one where he, uh, this Chris Cunningham movie uh, from the '80s, I believe, oh. where he confronts. It's got Chris Rip Cunningham? Torn. It's got Rip Torn in it as a kidnapper. And at one point, he like Rip Torn is in like this, this underground world, and William Hickey's in it for just one scene. And William Hickey goes, uh, he goes on this whole rant about how like I used to be in the army, and uh, they let me drive a jeep in the army. <laughs> and then you're kind of like, okay. And then it eventually devolves oh, to him. Huh? What is this movie? I'll I'll, I'll look it up and, and find the title. But Chris like, Cunningham. Uh, Chris S. Cun- yeah, the guy who directed Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, Sean Cunningham. Sean Cunningham. Chris sorry. Cunningham is a different like, guy. Robert That's right. Johnny? Chris Cunningham is yeah. the music video director. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up, but like at one point he's talking to Rip Torn. He goes, I be- after saying I drove a jeep in the army, he goes, I bet you got a really big pecker. Or no, I, got, I bet you got no pecker, comma, what? let me see your pecker. Well, that's cool. what you, that's how that goes. Very cool. It concludes with that. I, I, I'm going to find the title of this movie. Everybody should watch that movie, too. Um, I personally am a fan of him in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, God, oh, yes. Oh, man. I mean, he's just—he's got the—he's the what do they say? The uh, the fox does many things. The hedgehog does. He's the hedgehog. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does this one thing, but boy, does he do it well. <laughs> a terrific he's fantastic. Actor. Anyway, so he sees the ghost of his daddy, um, <clears throat> telling him what a piece of shit he is and how he's not a man and everything. And gosh, <laughs> doesn't that just suck? Doesn't doesn't <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't therapy just be such a nice idea? Um, Men will literally kidnap a woman <laughs> and lock them in their attic and make their child be their daughter instead of going to therapy. True story. We <laughs> we we hear his wife keep mentioning, like, you know, I was just thinking about Arthur. And so we, we start to piece together that Arthur is the their baby that they had that uh, <laughs> Burt Bert Reynolds suffocated yes. because he was crying too much. And then they buried him in the forest. Right. So... <laughs> <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't bury him well. Not very no. deep. <laughs> but also they did bury him well because he looked pretty well preserved. I agree. Later when we do see Baby <laughs> that, Arthur. Which was hilarious. <laughs> which Baby Arthur Baby Arthur is uh, up there with Baby Annette as my two oh, favorite yeah. babies in cinema right now. All right. Sorry for the delay, but the film is called <laughs> A Stranger is Watching. Okay. In 1982. Normal title. Yeah. So meanwhile, while this is happening, there's this detective... Oh gosh! Oh man! Who's, uh, who's who's the principal from Billy Madison? Yes, and he's also <laughs> one half of the Ben and Jerry's couple from City Slickers. He is also all of, Josh Mustel, Zero Mustel's son. Yes, all of our favorite <laughs> roles that this guy has played. And he <laughs> Zero he is convinced son. that the husband has murdered Mia Sarah, 
and is buried her in the backyard or something. But I think the the really important details about this guy is that he always wears a Hawaiian shirt. Is that he does and not he carries look a like pink a, umbrella. He really doesn't look like a detective. I, ha- I mean, I'm not even convinced he is one. I haven't seen him flash a badge. You know what I mean? He could just be saying it. But he It's he, amazing that he keeps going up to be he's wearing a a Hawaiian shirt. He's a big fat slob, and he'll just amble up to people like, "Hey, I'm a detective." Like this, is like me walking up to someone and going, "I'm a detective. You're gonna have to let me into your house or whatever." And them going like, "Absolutely!" Like, like people just accept it. Like this, he couldn't yeah. look less like a detective. I He's- like after he harasses the husband for a while, then he walks out back to his car, and like the neighbor lady just walks up to him and is like. I don't like that man. I think he murdered his wife. She's I don't know where she is. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, I think you're right, lady. And then he <laughs> goes and interviews uh her sister who she was going to their house and uh the sister's wife or his sister's uh husband. <laughs> and for some for some reason they made these characters really weird. And like mean. we first see them hanging upside down doing they're like fitness buffs. Yes. And then we see them poolside and everything's like everything's very Palm Springs springsy springy where they are and i don't know they're just like sipping diet cokes and wearing like pastel like swim shorts yeah they don't like and they the, don't they, like him they don't at all. like some guy mcgillicuddy and then they, at a certain point they're even kind of going like we're gonna stop you from like we think that you did something bad and yeah, yeah we're gonna can, call the cops leave, on you yeah. and then he just steals their car yeah they I try to make him not ha- leave because the guy's coming in this movie yeah i love that scene though because they're like they call they call the poli- they call the police on him, and then the, and he's like, "What did you do that for?" Well, we think we think you had something to do with this, and that cop is coming right now. And he just goes, "Well, then I should probably leave." He concludes. Yeah, and then they're like, <laughs> then "If you steals- were innocent, you would stay and talk to the cop." And he steals their lost Dharma van. Yeah, and he concludes <laughs> this scene by him going, "I'm going to take my car, and the two of you can take your car and go fuck yourselves." It's so weird. It's fucking strange, man. Uh, meanwhile, the wife is still locked in the room, and she's peeing on the floor. She's peeing on the floor that she had to put on a new dress. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, she, and she's she's trying to get out of the room. Like she stole a wrench. They, yeah, she breaks her fucking she breaks fingernails, her fingernails, fingernails, which is really in, disgusting. In the, in the like most unexpectedly like yeah. messed up it's scene gnarly. ever. She's trying to take the door off the hinges. Oh, that! Oh, I hate it's, fingernails. It's kind of like forced gnarliness, where she yeah. just like reaches up and goes, ah, and then, and then pulls it down up. and it's off, and then she just and like she peels it, almost like oh holds it up God. to the camera and goes like, yeah, yeah pretty, look at yeah. that. It just it just like becomes soft for a second, and then it like goes back to this weird like sweaty melodrama. Yeah, Ten- Tennessee is- Williams meets saw meets misery or something. <laughs> they're, they're making <laughs> her wear weird. pretty dresses and wear a lot of makeup and stuff. She has to. She meanwhile, Burt Reynolds is dismantling her car piece by piece. Yeah. He, he's he's got his hobbies. You yeah, know? He's just he tossing just stuff it. around. It's pouring down rain. It's yeah. like storming out. Um, she has to, Mia Sarah has to take a bath in front of Angie Dickinson. Weird scene. And she cuts her hair off. Yeah, yeah. She got her scissors. But her hair looks really nice afterwards too, though. True. She didn't do a bad job. No. <laughs> and everybody like and Mia Sarah is slowly losing her mind now too. She's because she, she got the maddening too. They won't let her see her kid. Yeah. I think they're she saw her once, her and then yeah, they're drugging her. They're dr- making her drink. Like poison milk. Yeah, it's poison yeah, just, milk. Uh, drink your milk. Drink your milk. Drink your milk. Well, that's what they used to do to, to, to women to like make them shut up. Like the milk and bed rest cure, where you would just sip milk and put, lay they in your put bed. Put the in they it. Probably, yeah, exactly. They would put shit like that in it. I so. think we need to get back to those days. I could go for a Keep cold glass of poison milk and bed rest. Actually, that sounds great. Bed rest sounds Never nice. Mind. I want. I want the Victorian cure. Yeah. Give me a big white nightgown. Let's go. You've got a case of hysteria. Good. 
Yeah. Do, can you let me rest? Women's troubles. <laughs> her moons have made her mad. <laughs> her moons. Um. So. I don't even know where this well, goes. Well, like, okay. So then the then the uh, the husband finds like he basically tracks it down. He see, like he tracks it down. I think it has something oh, to do with the, the doll. Car. Yeah, well, the he doll. sees the car. He talks to the Bill and Ted at the fucking yeah, and they're like station. the same thing. Osborne, your like, old lady Osborne. was here. Same shit. Yeah, <laughs> and they go any relation to Ozzy? They say the same thing to him. And then he's like, two Osbournes. And then he's like, wait, two Osbournes? Who's the other one? They say that his wife was there and that he she went on the shortcut or whatever. Yeah, Fascinatingly, which, these two guys who work at Burt Reynolds' uh, shop are not his henchmen. No. They're just guys who work there. They're not on his side. Yeah, I think in the future he should probably <laughs> make sure that everyone's on the same they're page. Not, they're not aware he's got a whole weird thing going on. And Oh, and earlier, they're like, when he's at the brother and sister, or the sister and the brother-in-law, like they're like, why would she have gone off the beaten path? Why would she have gone on? The only other way is this weird road on Route 50. Why yeah. would she have done that? And they're like, well, she's a weird idiot, you know? Yeah. So then when they <laughs> reconfirm that you could go down Route 50, though, so that's where he goes. And then he spots the car parts, and that's where he comes upon Burt Reynolds' house. Yeah. Shocking competence from this guy. Like, when we're first introduced to him, you, you do not think that this guy is going to be effective in yeah. any way, shape, or form. Yeah. But he, he manages quite a few things. Yeah, he exactly. is kind of a dummy, though. And then... The detective goes to the sister and the brother-in-law, and they're like, well, he took off and stole our car and went down this weird road on Route 50, and that's where he's going if you're going to follow him. And we absolutely don't need to see a badge. We can only assume from the way that you're dressed and the way you present yourself that you're definitely a police detective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even have a police car or anything. Like, what is this guy's vibe? He's got a Hawaiian shirt. He's, he's like, got a white I do undershirt. things a little differently around here. He might be wearing shorts. <laughs> I don't know. There's then then there's a scene where Burt Reynolds actually does think about sexually assaulting Mia Sarah. Oh yeah. But she gets the drop on him with that wrench and, and hits him hits him topside with that with that wrench. Yeah. He's trying to get some static on his hang down and she hits him upside the head with that smoothie. And then he punches her <laughs> in the face. And yeah, that's that was the thing that was my favorite moment in the movie because he oh. just he just fucking clocks her. Like yeah, he, he punches her it. right in the face. It's like the scene in The Simpsons where Dr. Hibbert holds up the empty picture frame to fool Hugo and like yeah. punches him straight on and he like decks her and i did keep saying because she's got this rent the wrench the whole time and they seem very old and i kept saying like just hit the old people with the wrench <laughs> right and, just, and run out of there and then at a certain point she does hit burt Reynolds with the wrench and then he fucking beats the shit out of her it was i mean i didn't and enjoy like, this oh. i didn't enjoy this because i wanted to see her get hurt i was just like it shocked me i was just like oh my god it is just, surprising i mean burt in this is a very like rough and scary yeah. kind of gruff like tortured man he's very tortured and yeah. and he is scary he is effective as a villain i didn't like seeing him like this though because i know i, I didn't because know this, I really is like nobody's, him. this is nobody's favorite, favorite nobody burt. wants to see burt oh like my this. favorite burt reynolds performance the maddening for sure yeah <laughs> it's super weird and you have to assume that danny houston like john houston must have been friends with angie dickinson and burt reynolds mm. i have to assume john houston and burt reynolds have gotten drunk before i'm sure uh, mm. And they're like, I, I, I don't know for sure or anything like that, but so it's just sort of like, how do you uh, how do you torture your family? Yeah. <laughs> you just like, well, I will hold a lot of affection and approval is what I do. <laughs> it's just the idea of having Burt Reynolds and Angie Dickinson and then making them do this. Do you think like, Angelica Houston this? visited the set? I'm sh- uh, is is that is that Danny's mom? That's his sister. No, sister. Oh no, his, that's right, because his mom is some British lady. That's why he's British. I don't know. John John got around. 
Mm. John didn't exa- wasn't exactly a stay-at-home kind of guy. Fascinating. Yeah, it's it's pretty weird. Though, yeah, everything about this is weird. It's the quintessential movie where you're like, why would you make this? Why would you write this? We haven't. Why even, would you get the script? And we then haven't. Why would anybody want to do it? Mentioned the weird like pink, purple, green like color palette of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And also the Danny Elfman, if he only had a Casio score. <laughs> Man, that score is weird <clears throat> and like kind of comedic. It'll, yeah, it's definitely like comedic in spots. Where Burt Reynolds has just like <clears throat> raped somebody, and then he'll be like walking through the garage and be like, burp, burp, burp. Yeah. And like, is it really? Is it time for sprightly? Trombus Casio so trombone yeah, music. The movie is like pretty bleak. Like, it's bizarre. Like literally holding this woman mm. captive and her daughter and it's ugh. it also gave me paper vo- paper boy vibes oh yeah it's just yeah. people people going crazy in the south just like down crazy by the lake down i was the when i was watching it i was picturing like like the more serious like like prisoners like denis villeneuve like version of this where the story is exactly as exaggerated, but like you got these incredibly talented people taking it very seriously. Yeah, you know, like fucking Roger Deakins or whoever, you know, because like Prisoners is a movie that I think is equally stupid, but mm-hmm. I enjoy it in the same way because it's like so serious. It's so serious, you know. It's uh, a weird movie. I, I, but and this is like taking very similar material and treating it as like almost like a soapy farce. Yeah, and, it, and it's it's like almost as camp, and I think it's. Absolutely the wrong decision for this material. Mm-hmm. Y- you kind of go like, why are you doing it this way? <laughs> yeah, I don't think that I, I just don't like this kind of thing. Right. I don't think it would have been possible for them to make a version of this story. Th- that, that may I be liked. true. That may be uh, true. But them doing it this way is certainly a choice. Yeah, it's definitely a weird choice. You're like Danny Houston. It's just when you you know sometimes an actor that you're aware of will have directed a movie and then you watch it and you go, oh, is that guy nuts? <laughs> it turns out that person's crazy. It's like hashtag IYKYK. <laughs> yeah. It's really strange. I got an idea for the funniest movie that you've ever seen. Like, okay. So and he's gonna and he's got Burt Reynolds and Angie Dickinson like really screaming and acting really hard. It's very theatrical. Weird. Um at what at one point the little girl hatches a plan to escape with her mom. She said the mom just says to run for the force, and the little girl uses uh, what she learned from her dad, reverse psychology, <laughs> to be like, I don't want to go, like, don't take me to the forest when she's talking to the other little girl. Yeah. And then the girl's like, well, I'm going to take you to the forest because that's where all the ghosts are. That's where my dead baby brother Arthur is buried. I mean, Actually, let's, we're, let's go see his grave. He's not that's buried very deep. Very spooky. So he's let's down. Go. He's about a foot down. And she's like, no, <laughs> don't take me. But her whole plan is to get there so that she can run off or whatever. Yeah. And she does. <clears throat> and they get there and they see baby Arthur. Chill digs up a dead baby and is like, there you go. Yep, Take that's a, my brother. Get a load of that, huh? That's and my then, brother Arthur. And yeah. she's like, I, I can't stop looking at this dead baby. And that's when uh, uh, the other little, the littler girl yeah. <laughs> runs off into the woods. And then, meanwhile, the husband has arrived and Burt Reynolds gets the drop on him pretty quick. Tosses him down a well. Tosses him down a well. <laughs> yeah, straight up. You see at one point that he's trying to like scoop dirt down onto him, but you cannot fill up a well with dirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole well. Well, he's got a lot of time on his hands. It's really weird. 
Um, uh, and then the detective shows up, and he meets Bill and Ted, and they're like, Osborne! Osborne! These guys. What and, he, them? and he goes, well, they're not related to, uh, to Ozzy Osborne, and they're like, yeah, man, we know. <laughs> We're not idiots. Uh, I love those guys. <laughs> and he goes to Burt Reynolds' house, and then Burt Reynolds cuts his throat like oh, wide open. Slow, it's like a slow, like, where it open, you see yeah. the wound opening up. <laughs> and he lands Sorry, and butcher, he butchers that man like a hog <laughs> he just shows up gets butchered like a hog and then he lands on the doll and the doll goes I love you <laughs> it's very after, much after all this cops hard work <laughs> it was it was it was like the fucking shining like where yeah, just, yeah. Just yeah. Gets it's there the and, same exact thing you know I'm here <laughs> I love you <laughs> oh I'm bad at this <laughs> I'm bad at this so that's the end of that thread. Yeah. Um, oh God. We're finding like t- throughout the course, like it's switched. Not like Angie Dickinson never becomes a good person or anything like that. But but she's becomes just, more clearly a a victim. She's of it just all. a kind of her. She just snapped. Yeah. yeah. Mainly because of Burt Reynolds's <clears throat> perpetual evil, and now and now he's a full on. He rapes uh, Mia Sarah while she's drugged, and now he's just terrorizing people. And then you get these like f- like kind of flashes of like what he did. That that he killed Arthur, yeah. yeah. And this is this is like a play. This the way that this, this is staged. This movie is so crazy to talk about. Where you see it in like shadow, yeah. And and because he's like having visions of stuff that he did, and Hickey will appear because he's having it's what his you dead father that he gets visions. She looks really good. Uh, <clears throat> and then he's like, you see him like in in silhouette, going like, no more pain. No more pain. You're because going his, to heaven now. Because his uh, the child Arthur was in in William Hickey's. Uh, terms an idiot yes an idiot an idiot child no more pain no more pain he suffocates yeah, so the fine. kid kills him that's that's pre- presumably why angie dickinson snapped um and now it's and now there's a final confrontation how does this <laughs> well <laughs> towards i don't the know end here. the I... husband crawls out of the well he does crawl out of the well again like surprising he, he fucking samara from the rings it yeah yes he does. Uh, straight out and then there's a the, like Angie Dickinson has like sat herself in the wheelchair that Burt Reynolds always sees his father sitting in. You're crushing him! He screams. <laughs> yes. And he's walking around <laughs> with a gun now. Burt Reynolds. There's a lot of people just skulking around in the in the glades now. And at one point, uh, this is very. This is so much like uh, this is where it was Paperboy like through and through, where like the husband is like in the he's like Martin Sheening in the swamp. And uh, Burt Reynolds is going around with a shot going, like, just blather. This must have been improv, just blathering about water moccasins. Oh, yeah. Like, boy. And he is doing, I don't know if we pointed out, but he is doing, like, a bayou, a oh, sort yeah. of bayou exit. And he's yep. like, you boy, boy, you better watch out for them water moccasins. Yeah. Because we also got gators. And I feed them goddamn gators every day. He water does moccasins. Every day. He does see a water moccasin, though. And he sees a water moccasin. Water moccasin. Um... Uh, and that's where my notes run. I know out. I stopped taking notes around there too <laughs> because I think it just devolves into like a bunch of screaming and shit. Like um, that. I do know that Burt Reynolds. Oh, uh, he well, shoots Georgina. He shoots his wife. Well, that's what happens at the end. But he she, thinks it's he thinks it's he thinks it's his uh, father. Yeah. His father. He, well, He's his really father crazy. shoots Georgina. Yeah. So yeah. she dies, and then somebody blows Burt Reynolds out a window. Yeah. <laughs> he lands in the wheelchair symbolism and then goes flying out a window and then he dies. Yes. Well, I mean, there's a whole thing where the husband shows up and he tries to get Mia Sarah out, but she's chained to the bed. And then he she's telling like Oh, she's telling Georgita it's her new husband. Yes. Because she, she still needs to play along with the delusion to, yes. to give her an edge to get her out of there. Right. 
She's like, I'm going away with my new husband. And she's like, no, no, you're not. And she's like, yeah, sorry, he's here to pick me up. <laughs> it's, been, it's been good, girl. I'll see you later. At, at a certain point, um, like the, the husband's trying to save Mia Sarah, and she got the maddening. Mm-hmm. And she's going like, ah, Oh, yeah, because she's been like poisoned and raped poisoned, and all this Yeah, stuff. it's not gone well for her. And and I really thought that they were going to do a thing where at the end they both get away and and they're all driving away in the car and then she like talks to the daughter and goes calls like her Donna or, Don, something? or calls her yeah calls her Donna oh I would have kind of Donna that. let's fix your hair and you go oh no she got the maddening but no, it's, not not, it's just the other daughter is still alive and she's got the doll and do- drops the doll into the well at the end because I, I thought I thought the daughter was gonna jump into the well at the end yeah, I was gonna I was, I was thinking out. the daughter would be suicidal yeah I was gonna yeah. be like that would be fit well I hope no, she gets crazy. the help that she needs yeah yeah. We can let's just try to be optimistic for Jill. I mean, she was not under. She was not. She's and not Jill a, grew up to be Doctor Jill Biden. <laughs> yeah. oh, wow, that Jill, pretty good. <laughs> not a real doctor though. Not a real doctor. Doctor of education. Doctor Fuck of maddening. <laughs> doctor of bad. But no, it just has a regular happy ending, and, and then of course the Jill drops the baby down the well, and it goes out on I that image. You. Going, I love you. I love you. you. I love you. Horrifying. <laughs> that would also go in the supercut of people falling, but it wouldn't be the tall <laughs> falling down the well. I mean, this movie, this is pretty advanced uh, as far as like fun bad movies type stuff. It really does devolve in the second half into just a bunch of screaming and nonsense, and I don't like that kind of thing. Yeah, I know that's basically a genre. I just thought this movie was so wild. Like I couldn't it put is. my finger on it the whole time. I'm not saying it's not, but it maybe is not my favorite kind of wild. Yeah, I mean, I can't say that it was like an experience that I'm going to treasure. I wasn't like having a great time watching it. It was more just I was I was mystified. It is mister. I think that the most this is the one of those movies where you just go, why? Yeah. Nobody wants this. Yeah. Like you, like this is a cheap movie. You did this whatever. on purpose. Yeah. There's all kinds of movies. It is a cheap genres movie. That you can take make. place just all in that one house too. Yeah. There's so many genres that you can do with this budget, with this cast. Um, it's uh, famously there's tons of like low budget genres that you can do that people want to sure. see. Nobody wants to see like a rapey comedic like misery riff. Misery like it's just the combination of elements are b- bizarre. I mean, I'm kind of I kind of like want I kind of want to see that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I guess, I maybe. I, but I don't also, think this, I ever want to see it. This is where we uh like this is where we came to a head on uh, the Paperboy too because I really like that and you really hated it. I hated that and movie. so you know, I might have liked this more than the Paperboy. Everyone has their like you know. Everyone has their whatevers. What's the matter? Whatever, you afraid whatever. you're gonna make another idiot, baby? I Shut hate, up! I I'm afraid that. of that all the time. Shut up! I'm afraid of that voice. I already have one idiot, baby. Uh, considering this movie's completely no, bananas, there's not there's not a lot of memorable dialogue. I don't have a lot of quotes in here. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, most of the time I was just going, "What?" It's like Burt Reynolds. It's like all kids look alike, especially if you want them to. Okay. okay. Pleasure. No, this is this is Angie Dickinson. Pleasure is the only thing to live for. Okay, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know. This I don't have this whatever. <laughs> I mean, this movie's bananas, but most people are just sort of ranting and raving the whole time. Yeah, it's not a lot of good stuff. Uh, raving, uh, ratings, ratings, uh, <laughs> ravings. The ravings. ravings of a mad woman. I'm gonna give this three juds. Uh, Damn. Not because I think it is a three jud movie, but just because I've, I was relentlessly entertained by how completely baffling it was. Yeah. Like I was just like, where did this come from? Why did you do this? Questioning every single decision. Like it doesn't seem like they made a single good choice. No. Um, this episode of Evening Shade has gotten way out of hand. <laughs> oh yeah, the um, the girl who plays Jill is in Evening Shade. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, three seasons of it or something. <clears throat> a show I enjoyed. Anyhow, yeah, Ossie Davis, Mary Lou Henner. 
Um, who's the guy? The funny guy who's dead? The funny Robin guy. Robin Williams? Dead. Robin Williams. Sam <laughs> Kinison. <laughs> yes. Evening Shade, Sam Kinison. The funny guy who's dead. <laughs> yes, go Don on. Rickles. I'm waiting. Don Rickles is in it. Johnny Carson. Who? Burt Reynolds. Oh. He's funny, right? Anyway, uh, so three Judds. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it two Douglases. Michael Jeter. Michael Jeter. Yes. I'm gonna give it two Douglases. Also, again, there's not. A, there's a little bit of nudity when when Mia Sarah's in the tub. Yeah. But uh, but mostly just because the vibe is so skeevy. Poor Mia Sarah. And you know all the rape and incest and stuff. It's, yeah. It's yucky. I feel sorry for Mia Sarah. It's yeah. And I I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Extremely poorly buried dead babies. One <laughs> foot down. Mm. In the South, no less. It's <laughs> swampland, basically. Come on, what's, what's, what could happen? He's food he's for it's like, it's like how, far, how far in the past was that supposed to have happened? Yeah, I don't know. That's a very because good question. Because the baby was not no a skeleton clue. yet. It's pretty gnarly looking, but pretty fakey looking, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Again, this is a, not, nothing's, <laughs> nothing's done well in this movie, so no. the dead baby, don't worry. It doesn't look, like, disturbing. I mean... It looks, it looks like a dirty baby doll. It, it looks like a dirty doll. Got some kind of dirty baby in there. You got a dirty doll. doll there. Anyhow, that's it. Okay. Uh, what did you give it for your third rating? De- poorly buried. Poorly buried. Dead baby. It's very good. All right. Uh, I'm gonna give it one and a half. Um, I would generally be inclined to go way lower, but it it is a, definitely a real eye opener. And if you're in the mood for so, just something completely bananas, mm-hmm. it's pretty obnoxious. But yeah. also, like we were all watching this, going like, "Okay, you got it. You got to hand it to them. It's it's pretty unique. There's yeah. nothing else quite like this. And nor should there be. I mean, this shouldn't be like this either. But they did it. And if you <laughs> if you seek it out, you can watch it too. It's a movie you could really take home. They and made watch. Burt Reynolds and Angie Dickinson do this, and they agreed to it for reasons unknown. Um, I'll give it two Douglases for mostly implied but j- really disgusting <laughs> sleaze. And uh, I'm going to give it um, 10 out of 10 babies down the well. Aw. Mm. All right. Baby dolls. I'm going to give it three Judds because I was entertained and didn't know what to expect next. And it was just, That's for sure. it, it was just like bonkers enough to where I kind of enjoyed it. It was very bleak, though. Uh, I don't know. I, I like these like outrageous melodrama things. Yeah, you don't see the uh, combination of bleak and silly all that often. Yeah, it's a weird combo. It is weird. It doesn't. I mean, not that it works, but no. I'm gonna give it two Douglases for all the implied and and uh, the sexual assault stuff. Um, and then I'm gonna give it ten out of ten broken fingernails. Ew. Gnarly. Yes. Well, Danny Houston, you're a strange, strange man. Mm. Uh, God bless you. I don't know what was what this was all about, and I'd like to find out. Uh, what are we, we doing did. next? Well, we'll be back in the year of our Lord, 2024. Wow, can you imagine? No. With uh, uh, we might, courtesy of our friend Will Goss, call this movie, call this episode, just shoot me, oh, like yeah. parachute. We're calling it that. We're calling it that. Yeah, okay, yeah, I like it. I think so. It's good. All right, and it's going to be some extreme sports kind of stuff. It's uh, we're going to do uh, we're going to do uh, drop zone, the surprisingly weird drop zone, uh, terminal velocity, yeah, I, and extreme I liked that when I was a teenager. Ops. I don't know anything about extreme. I don't know anything ops. about any of these. Yeah. yeah. So that should be fun. Until then, rate uh, us on iTunes. Five stars only. Only. We might have a fuck you. It's me, Rachel Vice. 
uh, design merch some sort of merch coming yeah, out yes. soon. We saw a preliminary one. Yeah, it our looks friend, good. Our friend Seth Goodkind made a really good design. Yeah, yeah. just needs, a, just needs up the a quick tweak. Needs yeah. a tweak, but like, look forward to that. Yeah. I'll, I'll get that fucking T-shirt. Just needs a quick tweak of text. Finally, I can have a T-shirt with the word "fuck" on it. Mm. Yes, <laughs> and you can maybe you year. can maybe have one too. We'll see. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, uh, we'll figure out something to do. But yes, uh, uh, join go our to the, Patreon. Go to the Patreon. Patreon's where it's at. We're currently celebrating like our hundredth and hundred and first episode. We're doing the centennial. We're, centennial. We got good stuff. We got Pulp Fiction episode. Yeah. Uh, I think that the uh, Armageddon episode will have dropped yes. by Ooh. this time, and uh, I have edited it already, <sighs> and it is very fun. Um, it is Matt being put through the gauntlet. Well, <laughs> if that's something that you want to hear. I deserved it. <laughs> he does. He absolutely. I can vouch for that. He does. Uh, but that's great. It's all great stuff. Get on there, and even if you don't have time for more podcasts, just get on there if you want to support us. If you like this podcast, because we're all dead broke. We're living hand to mouth, destitute, dogs and cats living together. Yeah. For Christmas, uh, join our Patreon. Yeah. Why not? We're so close to the to having the maddening ourselves. Mm. <sighs> I'm con- I am constantly on the brink of the maddening. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. I always see Jay. Uh, I always see whatever that guy's name. William Hickey. William Hickey in a, in a come on, wheelchair. Emily. <laughs> Make your old man proud, Emily. It's pretty terrible. So if you guys can help me out with that, um, uh, but yeah. Uh, follow Ra- us on all the social media shits and rate us on iTunes. Us. Five stars only, please. Mm. And. Uh, that's it. Happy yeah. holidays, you guys. Happy yes. New Year. Happy the suspense New Year. has not killed us yet. Not yet. Not yet. Good tidings to all, and to all, a good night. Bye. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs>